Hello, Internet, and welcome to A Drink to the Past, the only podcast on the Internet where I got a new bagpipe chanter. And I forgot to sound test the bagpipes, so hopefully this won't be too ridiculously loud. Um, I, I also have not used this chanter with this setup yet, so this, this may be a terrible thing. Let's find out. Um, is that... It's on... Can you hear that now? All right. Yeah, there we now go. I can hear that, uh, and then I can play. Uh, what's our What's our actual theme song song? Except for the beer sound, I've forgotten. Um, which uh, I'm pretty sure means I have to drink, but we'll get to there eventually. Um, it just says theme song, and then. Oh yeah. Sean drinks something stupid with a theme song. I should have put a theme song for Sean drinks something stupid. Um, but <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, we'll go into the news and booze, and then. I will, uh, is the, is the bagpipe too loud or not loud enough? Uh, I can just kind of hear it. It sounds like it's just being played continuously over your microphone there. It is, because this one doesn't have an off button, so I actually have to turn off the amp in order to shut it up. <laughs> oh. So I, uh, it's, it's a little weird getting used to a new electronic bagpipe, which is, is totally a strange problem to have, because the average person that I know of does not own an electronic bagpipe, and, and now I own two. Didn't. <laughs> this is not a problem I expected to come up with, but uh, it. Anyways, let's get into the uh, news and boozes uh, theme song here. And that's the part where I have to figure out, like, oh, yeah, I have to <laughs> turn off the entire amp in order to... So, that, uh, yeah, I'm going to get a pedal for that so I can just use the pedal for that. But anyways, uh, yeah, I got a new electric bagpipe. What have you done this week? Uh, Drank a beer? Spent three days in eight-hour meetings. That was silly of you. I don't drink a beer. The Bloodborne or the uh, Xenotip? Um, I am the Bloodborne. Yeah, I'm the Xenoton. Yeah. So, uh, if you haven't Thank guessed, you our, uh, our good buddy Chance is here. If you remember him from quite a while ago, he came on one time and plugged his Kickstarter at the time was Mission Dex, which was successfully blacked, and uh, that's a pretty cool little product he's got there, so you can check that out at some point. But uh, right now we're plugging Lockdown, which is his new uh, tabletop system slash expansion to carving jungle which is his other tabletop system uh really uh interesting concept and uh great content in in both works so definitely go check out the kickstarter there is a link in the description below you can check it out and uh yeah so uh would you like to uh talk a little bit about that kind of introduce the system and then we'll go into the news and booze. And while you're doing that, I will tune out while I remember to tweet and do my actual job as the streamer guy. <laughs> uh, sounds good. Yeah, uh, I'm Chance. I'm from NorCal Mythos Entertainment. We're an indie TTRPG company. We got a couple of things out. Right now, Lockdown is a game we put together. We're very proud of it. Um, it's on Kickstarter. The Kickstarter just started yesterday. 
and we're off to a pretty good start. And Lockdown is basically an action-packed sci-fantasy tabletop role-playing game. Uh, we named it before the pandemic. Our apologies. Uh, <laughs> it actually has nothing to do with a lockdown. But yeah, I, I, I thought that was an interesting thing. So I named our episode uh, 100. This is also our episode 100 specials, which I thought would be kind of fun to do some actual play. Uh, so I named it uh, Playing Lockdown in Lockdown because we're... We're almost out, but it's it's there's there's still a ways to go. So it's so close. Yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> it feels close. But yeah, it? lockdown. Ta- lockdown is about a colony ship that uh, crash landed on a very hostile planet. It's tidally locked, which basically means it does not rotate. So one side is scorched constantly by the sun. One side's constantly frozen, and the middle strip is where they had to learn how to survive. And through different adaptations, they found ways to live on this world. And that's basically the story of Lockdown. Uh, It's also, we talk about being uh, anime inspired because really when we built Lockdown, a lot of it was thinking about a lot of those great anime worlds that are out there. And I want to be able to play Spike from Cowboy Bebop or I want to build a Piccolo or whatever it is. We we took a lot of those action-packed animes that we loved over the years and we basically tried to build this with that as inspiration to be able to make those kind of characters and tell those kind of stories. So we have archetypes like uh, we, we have sorcerers and healers, but we also have gunslingers and Budo warriors, which are very much like Z fighters. Uh, for those of you who like Dragon Ball Z. Um, I mean, you know, we really try to, we have shapeshifters, we have mechs, we have mech armor, we have samurais, we have shinobis. We really try to build something that you could go through and tell those story, tell those kind of stories have those kinds of adventures and have that kind of fun. And we really think we built a fun system. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. And yeah, that's lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to be playing that uh, right after we go through the news and booze. Uh, so uh, chance, if I remember right, you don't drink much. I do not drink at all. I'm boring. I know. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. My apologies. Well, that's fine. Uh, Cause that just means that we get to drink extra, right? So uh, we'll we'll take a drink for you. We we never mind helping out in that way. I'll drink to that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris, what beer are you drinking? Uh, it's a kind of an it's another left hand. It's another milk stout. Uh, mm. but this one is raspberry, and it's kind of interesting because it's not it's not really a sour. Huh. Uh, or at least it doesn't taste terribly sour to me. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Yeah, raspberry milk stouts are not a common thing. I've had a raspberry sour stout from uh, Grand Lake Brewery, which is no longer a place because they uh, are now a hard seltzer place in the same unit, uh, which is not as cool. Uh, I went in there. And not even like, remotely. Yeah, they, they make like, okay, hard seltzers. So if you're into that kind of thing, then I, I forget what even the thing is called, but... Uh, but maybe check them out if you're interested, but I'm not. <laughs> I was like, I went there once, and I can say I did. Uh, so, yeah, uh, my beers this week is I actually picked three um, from Breckenridge Brewery. So I've got a kind of a, a little choice here because I've been buying Breckenridge Brewery lately because it's been on sale really cheap, but now I'm like... Like the last week, I've had a few beers that I'm I haven't actually had in a while, and I'm just like, oh man, this is so much better than the Breckenridge one. So I'm just a little bit trying to get these out of my fridge because uh, 
I feel like Breckenridge has kind of declined from their former glory. If you don't know, uh, Breckenridge Brewery was bought out by Anheuser-Busch, so they started as a good little craft beer company here in Colorado. They got really big in the Colorado scene, and uh, so big that it caught the attention of Anheuser-Busch, and now they are a subsidiary under them, and... I think the beer has suffered for it. Like, none of them are, like, awful, but I feel like they just taste like cheaper versions of what they used to be. Uh, so my first one here I cracked is a vanilla porter, uh, which is, it's just, it's not a awful vanilla porter, but it's not as good as most other vanilla porters. It just, like, everything they have tastes a little more watered down than uh, different things. Ah, and now Chris's character sheet is being shared with me on the... <laughs> That's okay. It's, uh, it says Chris. It does. Bio on info. Yeah, I'm going to close that up. Uh, so uh, here on the stream today, I've actually got the Roll20 open, so we can get into that when we get to it. Um, for now, let's go into the news and booze. So here's a interesting starter. There's not a ton of news and booze this week, but uh, interesting starter is um, there was a new trailer for Hot Wheels Unleashed. Uh, which is a, kind of a ridiculous-looking racing game where you're literally playing, like, Hot Wheels on, like, Hot Wheels-style tracks. And it it looks, like, surprisingly, like, a fun arcade racer thing with lots of flames and stuff, <laughs> you know? and But it's also got, like, the ridiculous shit that they always put in Hot Wheels tracks, like sharks trying to eat you and bullshit like that. <laughs> so I'm just like... This actually looks kind of neat. So it's got a release date of September 30th. It is coming to Xbox Series uh, PS4 and 5 and Steam and Switch. So it's basically coming everywhere. Sorry, Stadia fans, you don't get this one. So uh, I thought this looked interesting. I don't suppose either of you have any interest in a Hot Wheels racing game, do you? It kind of fills me with nostalgia for the old Hot Wheels uh kind of like stunt course games and racers mm -hmm. i'm just a mario kart guy last night i've and to be honest the last time i played mario kart was probably two or three iterations ago just i love the racing game mm -hmm. yeah i love mario kart as well it, it this looks like it might scratch a similar itch with just you know a bit over the top not a racer to be taken seriously is what it looks like to me so i might check it out um uh, and there was something else I was going to say about, oh yeah, uh, cause Chris mentioned the old Hot Wheels racers. I didn't, I don't remember playing any old Hot Wheels racers, but I remember there was a really cool Micro Machines game on Nintendo 64 where all of the courses looked like they were something that a kid had like built in their house and like you were going on a ruler across the sink or, or pool cues that were stacked up to get you on the edge of the pool table and you could fall in the pocket and, and just, it, it was just the perfect kind of thing. I thought all of the courses were so imaginative and they were exactly the kind of thing that I used to do as a kid when I was playing with micro machines or hot wheels or whatever. So. Maybe that was what I played. I, I do remember it was, it had the hot wheels, uh, racing track, but. It was definitely, mm. like, something a kid would have set up. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, next piece of news and booze. Uh, Netflix's Twitter has teased Castlevania Season 4 with a cool image featuring the main cast and the heading, We're Back. So I think that's pretty cool. I've loved the first three seasons of Castlevania on Netflix. Uh, you guys watched this show? or? I, I only watched the uh, first season and part of the second season. I liked what I saw. I just never never got back into it. it would... uh-huh. Seemed uh, seemed interesting. You got distracted by the Dota series. Uh, that <laughs> happened many months later. Yeah, I have not gotten to Castlevania yet. It's mm-hmm. it's one of those things that was kind of on my list, but I never kind of got around to the list. My my kids sort of have usurped a lot of my TV time for the last few years. So that is that, that list has been kind of growing recently. That I feel so hard as a parent. <laughs> It's it's so hard sometimes to like because it with TV and video games really because you know I'm like oh I could play this game right now I have a little bit of time but it's like not appropriate for my children to view at the ages of four and seven and I'm like yeah okay no I won't play Ghost of Tsushima right now <laughs> I'll, I'll play something slightly less gory uh, yeah no I got I got stuff that. It's kind of like, they're like my sick day shows. You know, I'm homesick mm-hmm. from work. It's like, oh, I could watch this today. I got no kids here. I, I, I'm already feeling terrible. I might as well watch a show. And that's kind of one of those are. Although this last year has been interesting because of, uh, I'm a teacher, by the way, uh, when I'm not making video game or when I'm making tabletop games. But um, all of my sick days, my kids are home anyway. So <laughs> this last right. year has been even uh, more restrictive, I guess, on a lot of that stuff. But yeah. that's a pretty small complaint to have this last year. Yep, you know. All right, and the last thing, there was a Nintendo Indie World Showcase, uh, which I don't know if either of you watched that, uh, but to me, I didn't take away anything huge from it. Like, none of the games looked bad, but there wasn't really anything that, like, grabbed me in any significant way and was like, I need to buy this game now, you know. So it's Nintendo Indie World. Yeah, I don't know. Just one moment. I have to pause. Uh, Chris, talk about what you've been playing, and then give Chance a turn. Uh, other than much more Dota 2, which is... Uh, I, I feel like that game's been played a lot by people in their 20s and 30s these days. Uh, and Among Us, which has been a fun social game for a large enough group. Uh, I've been also been playing Gartic Phone of all things, which is just you know telephone both pictures, like similar to that board game. It's interesting. Yeah, well, I, I've been. Uh, my daughter has gotten into Sonic the Hedgehog like obsessively. She she watched the movie, loved it. So now that's her favorite thing. So me and her have been playing uh, Sonic Two. Um, I picked up um, one of the packages for Xbox. It's just got a port of a bunch of the old games so I'm, I'm looking forward to actually going through the fantasy stars and shining forces and a lot of those ones from my childhood the, those rpgs i love but uh we've been playing sonic 2 and uh, we got all seven chaos emeralds by the way i'm very proud of that so and when sonic turned to super sonic my daughter just freaked right out it was awesome so <laughs> but yeah she's running around his tail so she's indestructible and she <laughs> loves that so much and we've been having a ball i mean we've been going through and playing sonic and 
it, it's kind of cool to go back and have a, a game that I played as a kid and be able to have my daughter go through and enjoy it. So I, I, re- I remember the Sonic the Hedgehog 2. That was probably the first video game I played. My life. So that's 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 bringing back some nostalgic memories here here and that. Oh man, I think I had we had an Atari twenty six hundred, and I don't even remember the names of the games, but I remember playing as player two with my older brother and driving him nuts because I was terrible, but because I was like <laughs> four. But um, yeah, those that was my first ones. The first one I remember playing kind of by myself was probably Super Mario Brothers, just that first one on Nintendo. Nice. Yeah, my memories of my first couple of games are kind of like that, where I like I had an NES as a kid, so I'm not really sure exactly what the first game was. There's kind of a jumble of different games that I used to have as go-tos, because we didn't have a ton of games for it, but we had, you know, several good go-tos. Ninja Gaiden and um, Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3, and... Uh, handful of other ones duck hunt was a was one we liked and oh and, duck hunt yeah and uh, barker bill's trick shooting which was another zapper game which was pretty cool i think i remember that yeah oh and no joust joust is the first game i remember playing oh, okay. i remember being on the atari and i remember just getting crushed over and over my older brother had no mercy in video games man nice. <laughs> none whatsoever my yeah but it was, was like that too it, it it didn't take as much uh form until the super nintendo but he because he used to like just mercilessly like give no shits about kicking your ass in street fighter 2 turbo which that's actually, awesome Oddly enough, for some reason, the copy ended up at my house. So this is the exact copy of Street Fighter II Turbo. It's still got its Game Force price tag. Game Force doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> Remember Game oh, Force, man. Chris? The, that magazine? No, Game Force, the video game store. It was like... Uh... There's like a used game Same. shop from forever ago here locally. <laughs> There, there's been so many. I'm like, I remember buyback games. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I. They were. It was kind of the same generation as them. I feel like that. I used to go to buyback games regularly, but buyback games is closed now too. All these small business game shops getting eaten up by GameStop, and now GameStop's going out of business too. Maybe. <laughs> that, that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah. I mean, that you, you'll piss off a bunch of Reddit mm. people by saying that. Yeah, right. Uh, but this week I've been playing a samurai game that is not Ghost of Tsushima because I got my physical samurai jack finally! Uh, battle through time. Uh, so this game is, is actually really sweet um, so far. I'm not very far in, but I'm glad I held out for the physical edition because I just like physical editions. So I got I ordered this on limited run in like September or something and uh, everything was delayed and backed up because COVID and all that. So... Uh, it might have been earlier than September even. I, I don't really remember, but I've been waiting for this for a long time. I'm a huge fan of the show, and it uh, seems to be that the game pretty much just, like, jumps from bits of the show where Jack is, like, kind of somehow accidentally shoved into parts of his own past through this time portal that Aku throws him into. So if you're a fan of the show and you, then you'll get a ton of these references as he's like going through different things that he went through in the show, but from a slightly different perspective and all that. 
Um, and the action's pretty fun. It plays kind of like a Dynasty Warriors or something where you got your light attack and your strong attack and you kind of chain them together a little bit. Uh, it's, it's fairly simple and straightforward, but it's so far it's been pretty fun. Uh, my only little complaint is that, like, basically all I've been playing for the past few months has been my Xbox and my PlayStation 5, so with with the next-gen just having everything run at 60 FPS all the time is something that I didn't... Like, I've never even really noticed the difference between 60 FPS games and 30 FPS games now, but now that I'm, like, consistently playing only 60 FPS games, going back to a 30 FPS is a little weird when it drops a, a frame here and there, and it's like, it's still, I, it... I still love it because I can just take it on the go because it's on Switch, but I kind of miss that that clean 60 FPS that I've been getting in every game on my Xbox and PlayStation. It does kind of spoil you once you get used to a high frame rate. Yeah. But other than that, it's, it's a pretty sweet game. And it's also available on uh, PlayStation, I think, uh, on online and, and maybe on, maybe on PC. I don't remember. Uh, so it like, if you want to run it somewhere else, it might run better there, but the portability is cool for me because I've also had a fair amount of time at work that I haven't had any good Switch games lately, so I've been like... Like, I got Mario 3D World, and I'm like, this game is fun to just dick around with my kids. That's 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 one of the... I play this when the kids are awake games, and I play it with my kids, and it, it's tons of fun like that, but... Um, yeah. All right, uh, so... Yeah, the so yeah, the last piece of news and booze was about the Nintendo Indie World, and I didn't think there was any huge announcements in there. Um, the biggest takeaways I took were uh, there's one called Skull the Hero Slayer, which just looked kind of neat. You're this like skeleton dude, and you just go like killing tons of humans. It's it's kind of like just the opposite perspective of the average fantasy game. It looked kind of neat. Uh, there was a new trailer for. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. So that's that's a known thing. We knew it was coming. It's The new trailer still looks cool. Uh, some people that are more into the 80s cartoon and stuff are pointing out, like, characters that haven't appeared in a long time, like, since the 80s cartoon that are making a comeback here. So I thought that was kind of cool. And uh, they closed off the per presentation with Oxenfree 2, which I thought was an interesting choice because I've heard of Oxenfree, but I don't think I've heard of anybody talking about it. I wanted to ask so you I, about that, Chris, because you're big into I, I did. I did play Oxenfree. Mm -hmm. I, I, I completed exactly one playthrough of it, and I, I like that playthrough. It was like, mm -hmm. it's kind of a, one of those very narrative-driven games where it's like a lot of your choice is basically selecting dialogue options. Right. Uh, but... Well, I, I had fun with it. I enjoyed the first game. Mm -hmm. uh, even even if it I only sank, say, six hours into it, I, I enjoyed it. Right. But would you expect the sequel to be like the, oh, wait, there's one more big surprise reveal at the end of the direct, basically? Uh, I, I wouldn't have expected a sequel to that game at all because it seemed pretty self-contained and not... Uh, the kind of game where you would mm -hmm. uh, 
run into a sequel, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if the sequels are like, I don't know if it's a direct sequel or if the stories are related. Yeah, it could be a, like a Final Fantasy or something, you know, it's like, look at me, I've got 18 sequels and none of them have shit to do with the other. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I thought it was it was kind of interesting because Oxenfree of all things is not a game that I just feel is talked about very much. Like I've I've heard of it, I've never heard anything good or bad though, except for just now. Uh, so yeah, with our news and booze out of the way, let's get to our table topic, which also has a theme song. And uh, let me turn on my bagpipes here so I can play the table topic theme song. Yay, more bagpipes. Every every podcast needs more bagpipes, right? Uh, I, I think there are some that might benefit, but most, it would be a detriment to most podcasts. <laughs> would it? Would it really? Yeah. All right, so our table topic this week is we're just going to play some lockdown like we were talking about earlier. Uh, so the only uh, special stipulations is the same as last week. It's also a drinking game. Uh, so if you take damage, you have to drink. If you take critical damage, you have to drink twice. If you are if you critically hit, everybody in the party takes a celebratory drink. If you critically miss, you finish your drink. If you die, you finish your drink, and everybody in the party has to drink. And if you manage to seduce the boss successfully, everybody else in the party has to waterfall during your sex scene, which is less players than there was last time. So that probably won't be as hilarious, but it didn't come up last time. And I, it, I'm not sure if either of our players will be the, or all, either of our characters will be the type to uh, seduce the boss. So I guess we'll we'll just see about that. Uh, and the other thing is Sean drinks something stupid this week is, uh, while we're doing this is I'm going to play King's Cup with my giant ass World of Warcraft Stein. Uh, this is the Tankard O' Terror, which was a funny Halloween giveaway item in, in game at one point. And, uh, I've had it on the podcast before, uh, but now I'm going to play King's Cup in it. So every time I drink because of the drinking game, in here, I'm going to drink and I'm going to pour a little bit into the King's Cup. So I have a couple of backup beers here, like I said. And uh, if my character dies, then I will have to slam this entire thing. And if uh, uh, if we kill the boss, then I will drink it in celebration. So either way, I'm going to drink a ridiculous ass King's Cup tonight. <laughs> Hooray! Wow! Shenanigans! Uh, so, uh, Mr. Chance, would you like to get us started with a little one-shot here? Absolutely. How about this? You guys tell me about your characters. Let's start with that. Tell me who I'm talking to. All right. Did you name your guy? 
Did I name my guy? I did not name my guy. You did not uh, name your guy. Let's what go with you? Chris and Sean. Yeah, yeah. Because that will make this a whole lot easier. Yes, it will. <laughs> I'll drink to that to end to not right. name my guy. And that's round one in the King's Cup. <clears throat> I named my guy. You're, 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 you're slacking. <laughs> apparently. I thought of a few names, and, and then I never settled on anything, apparently. So, Chris, go ahead. Tell me about your character. Uh, so, my character is a Xenoton uh, D-Cyber who uh, came, you know, very... Uh, came from the Xenoton caravans. Uh, Trent has a little bit of a problem transforming into essentially a Terminator at times. Uh, is currently a way to get resources and also because uh, the other Xenotons were trying to... The, the other people in the caravan were telling him, alright, you basically need to get out of here and make yourself useful. There we go. Uh, Xenotons, by the way, are uh, some people that are simple version cyborgs. They're uh, people that have a lot of mechanical aspects. They're two different types. One's a skinless, which pretty much has from head to toe, all you see is mechanical parts. And then you have the decibers, which have a bit more variety, where they have different amounts of flesh that you can still make out and still see. So we have a, and you are a shapeshifter, is what you were telling me, I believe. Yes? Yes, that's correct. He turns into a Terminator, which is awesome. All right, and Chris, go ahead. Or, I'm sorry, wait, that was Chris. Sean. I'll, I'll go again. I'll, yeah, I'll go again. <laughs> yes, tell, tell us about that same character. Well, Chris, Chris's character's name is Chris. Sean is telling us about Sean, so yes, Sean yes. tell us about Sean. Uh, yes, Sean is a... Um, so I my character is an Oni Bloodborne, or a Bloodborne Oni. Which, which order does it go in? Does it matter? Uh, probably a Bloodborne Oni. Uh, Bloodborne is the more general term. Oni is more specific. Uh, yeah, so um, I was uh, born and raised on the airships, which in this world is, is like actually a like a thriving community of people just lives on the airships, if I read that right, which sounded like really awesome. And I was totally like, when I was creating the character, I was like, oh man, I'm going to totally make uh, something that's just like all mechanical gearhead or something. And then I went a totally different direction and ended up deciding that uh, my Oni had been born into this, but uh, was kind of just didn't really care for technology and was kind of lost in life until he was on some sort of odd job and uh, his ship crashed and ended up uh, like surviving in the wilds for a couple of days before he was taken in uh, to the uh, domes, uh, at which point um, he ended up kind of just seeing a different way of life that he'd never even considered that there's different ways of life because he'd kind of lived you know, lived in this sheltered, like, day-to-day, -day, oh, I need to work so I can have money kind of lifestyle. Uh, so now he's kind of roaming the worlds uh, in search of a more simplistic and uh, naturalistic lifestyle uh, away from technology and is, is somewhat... Uh, somewhat skeptical of technology in general because every time he has needed it to work the most, it has gone terribly, terribly wrong. Perfect. And now you're hanging out with a cyborg. So this yeah. is great. Hmm. What an odd car. Right. <laughs> so we have Sean with Sean and uh, Chris with Trent. 
And we're just going to say that you two guys have been palling around for a bit because we don't got a lot of time. I want to make sure that we get this going. And for the mutual desire for food, funds, beer, and transportation, uh, you have decided to apparently work together trying to track down some bounties. Does that sound fair? Is that a decent yeah. place to start? I say, you have any idea how many calories it takes to keep this running? Th this whole thing? Quite a few. Quite a few. More Particularly when I'm just kidding. I absorb sunlight, but you know. <laughs> it doesn't mean you can't eat, man. It doesn't mean yeah, you can't I, just eat. Eating is preferable. Nice. Yeah, that's actually one of the things you, you don't have to eat, but man, that's that's really not all that fun. All right. So we're going to have you guys starting off uh, near the fringes. Uh, the fringes are, you have several different areas in, where you have large quantities of people that live in lockdown. And you have the pyramids, you have uh, the Shastra pyramids, which are the largest urban centers on the planet. You have the Gadai domes that you mentioned, which are more rural and farmland type areas. You got the airships, which circle above in the atmosphere. And you guys right now are taking a look at, you're out on the fringes. Uh, by the way, we're going to start you guys off with a aero car. So you guys do have a vehicle. We're just going to do that just to make it a little bit easier for you. So you guys have an aero car. You're still making payments on it. And it's an old junker, but you know what it does? It drives. And life is good. So you're out on the fringes. And the fringes, for the most part, are when people don't want to be around society and civilization. And you, they're sometimes set up around cave complexes. This one is actually uh, set up near the mountains. And what you have is a whole bunch of demon still plates that are just welded together into a whole bunch of ramshackle buildings. And for the most part, they'll stay up. They're durable. They'll provide shelter. But you don't have anything too pretty out here. You do have a friend, a person that actually got you guys started in bounty hunting, whose name is Buck. And he's actually the one that told you he might have a lead on where you're going. Buck retired from bounty hunting a while back, uh, took some injuries where he really didn't feel like it was worth going out there anymore. But he said he did have a lead on a bounty that might be able to help you guys out. All right. So I guess we're showing up to follow up on that lead. Buck did put himself up in this French town in a tavern. And he is the bartender at that tavern and runs that ramshackle establishment. But that is where we will find Buck. Show on, shimmy on up to the bar. Say, hey, Buck, what's going on? What have you got for us? Buck is an Urson. He's a Shastra that is, uh, the Shastra went through and did a lot of animal augmentation, and this one is a bear augmentation of a person. And Buck is rather large. Even when you're shape-shifted into your Terminator form, he's still a few inches taller than you, and he's just a big boy. Uh, although he moves a lot slower now, he's got a real nasty limp, and when he sees you walk in, he gives you a big smile. Hey! Hey, good to see you. Hey, I got a joke. So, all right. A Budo warrior and a shapeshifter walk into a bar. No, that's a joke. It's you two guys. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. How you doing? Yeah, good. Good. Yeah, good. Always, always, haha, ha, funny joke. A fine jib, I think. Get a beer. Get. I, I will definitely have a beer. Thank you. All right, bad day. All right, bad joke, fine. Pulls out two mugs, pours you drinks. Like, this will make up for it. It gives you each a nice little, uh, nice large mug that you guys have that you guys can drink down at your leisure. This large? 
Um, not quite slightly smaller. Than that. <laughs> not quite the sixty-four ounces. Half a gallon of beer. Here you go. Have fun. Like have you have you guys heard of uh, uh, Tessa von Skyver? Tessa von Skyver. It's not ringing any bells. Yeah, she uh, she took out Targan Keel, killed one of the heirs of one of the houses in the pyramids. She's been wanted for a bit now, and uh, the bounty on her head's kind of large. No one's really been able to find her. Recently, I got word from some of the guys that go up scavenging out in the, the Skylands that they got word of a call woman out there that matched her description. So, sh taking her dead or alive, or just alive, or just dead? They weren't particular. They just want her brought in. I suppose work is work, then, isn't it? Even if it involves the pyramids. Well, you won't have to go there. Uh, from what they saw, she was hiding out at an old temple, a ruins of an old temple up in the Skylands. I mean, it's a tangle of a jungle out there, but it's over by the Calderax inside, so you don't got to worry about it getting cold on you. You just got to be able to get through the bush and see if you can get there. Some time in the jungle sounds nice after this time I've spent in this steel jungle. Alright. So, you bring her in, I'll take 5% of the bounty for a nice little finder's fee, and uh, we'll call it a day. Sound good? Yes. Sounds pretty good to me. That's agreeable. You know what? I'll put up with those jokes any day for if you're uh, giving us leads like this. There we go. Uh, he pulls out his Omni device and uh, shoots you over some coordinates. It's like, this is where they think they saw her up in the up in the sky. Don't get lost in there, and it's not exactly a nice place, but you should have some options. You might be able to, if you can get there, get a hold of her. I don't think she should be too hard to bring in. Mm -hmm. Shall we? Let's leave. All right. You still have to drive. Last time I drove a one of these, it, it, lot, lots of things happened. Actually, a part a part literally fell out of the bottom of it, and it was it was very awkward. That's because you were slamming your fist. Well, when the other guy had a gun, what did you want me to do? That get into situations where we're not threatening our only mode of transportation. We have insurance. I, I think. I, I actually have no idea. You're driving anyway. I'm driving anyway. Let's go. You take off across uh, the Eventide steps. Uh, as you're driving up towards the Skylands, you could look out to the left and you see Calderax. The place is constantly on fire. All you see is just burning sunlight, scorched earth, and not much else. Off to your right is perpetual darkness of hyperbore. You just have a sunset that fades off into the end. Of the You could actually see the, the crescents, or the, at the end of the event horizon, you could just see the edge of darkness that's always perpetually there. 
As you're driving towards the Skyland, you're heading closer and closer to Calderax, which means it's getting almost uncomfortably warm, but not really to the point where it's a problem. But it is getting rather hot over there. Uh, making uh, The farther you get from the dark side, basically, of the planet, the more likely it is that it's going to just, well, cook you. But you're not going that far. You don't have to go that deep. Uh, the sunlight is kind of nice there, uh, Trent, for the most part. You don't have to... You're, you're feeling nourishment. You're feeling like you're uh, being slightly rejuvenated. So it's always a little bit nicer on the warm side of the planet so, than it is on the cold side. And Sean, it don't, you're an Oni, man. It don't matter where you are. You feel fine. You're big. You're tough. You're you're strong. You're durable. And wherever stand. you go, you're going to be okay. It's not as hot as the engines, and it isn't as cold as it was on the top of the <laughs> – in the wind and all that. <laughs> It's uh, the airships are actually up basically in uh, lower or mid atmosphere, so uh, would it be wind? It'd be a um, borderline vacuum, yeah. <laughs> it's very cold, <laughs> but all right. So, you guys are heading out towards the skyland, it's a rather quick journey. Uh, as you're going through, it takes you a couple of hours to get there because you weren't really too far, and the skyland is a major jungle i mean when we're talking about something that stretches for at least a thousand miles across and for the most part i mean it's not something that most people want to go in there's a lot of things that you find in the skyland that are absolutely terrifying but if you were desperate to hide out because you had a rather large bounty on your head it might not be a bad place to go and you guys managed to get inside of this jungle and when you do By the way, I don't have a whole lot set up on Roll20, but I should at least have your characters in there, I think. All right. Uh, I realized at the very last moment that I didn't have backgrounds, so I picked up some backgrounds just now. Probably a good move. Mm -hmm. uh, do you guys have skills, by the way? Uh, what skills uh, yes. are you trained? I have some skills. I am trained in Rush when transformed, Notice when untransformed, and the Tech Block. I have... Carrying, break, manhandle, and convince. Nice. We have two expert trackers here, man. This is going to be fun. So, <laughs> we'll be able to break your way through this jungle, though, man. No problem. All right. So, uh, you drive, and you basically try and drive about as far into this jungle as you can, uh, getting as close to that temple as you can, but you don't really got much of a choice. You're going to have to head out on foot. I'm going to park the car, and I'm going to get out, and I'm going to look back at it, and I'm going to say, you think I'm going to get towed if I park here? Why the hell? You're right. I'm probably worrying about nothing. Do you think cops come out here ever? I mean, who, we're out here. Or, or we're who's going to call adjacent. Oh, well... I'm the only other guy out here who's law adjacent, and I'm not calling the cops on you, so. Well, thanks for that. Yeah. Anytime. Well, shall we uh, try and find this temple right. then? So it shouldn't be that get... difficult, right? It shouldn't. Well, I'll tell you what. One thing you could probably try to do is use your Omni device to try and navigate through this area. Which right. wouldn't necessarily be easy to do. There'd probably be a whole lot better ways of doing it. But considering your guys' skills, I uh, using a tech check might be your best way to go to see if you can have that thing to navigate you through it a bit. Uh, I'll say that's the uh, thing I have installed in me. 
So the Omni device is, uh, I think, cell phone slash tricorder type thing. If you don't have it written down your character sheet, assume you both have one. Uh, it's a very common device, and considering how the, these characters were made kind of the last, not, I don't like to say last minute, but I mean, um, kind of getting started. I, I'm no, no problem assuming that you had 75 bucks that got spent on one of these. Right. Yeah, I, I have one on my sheet. I'm just going to say it was, uh, I had it built into me. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could do that with just about anything. So I'm going to pull it out and make my tech check. Is that a D20? A D20 plus whatever your trained skill is. And okay. uh, technological superiority would work. Most likely that would probably be it for this. Okay. Ooh, 19. So you got a decent idea about where you're going and the direction that you are heading. So it shouldn't be too bad. You're heading off in the, what you're pretty sure is the right direction towards the coordinates that you had, and you're almost certain you're not getting turned around and going backwards. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm turning ever so slightly to the left to counteract my natural tendency to turn right. Or is it the other way around? Well, you're having to turn Sean around a couple of times because uh, Sean is, you know, randomly looking in the wrong direction on a uh, <laughs> on a regular basis. This tree looks new. This tree looks new. This tree looks new. That tree is definitely not new. Ah. I'll trust you, I, I guess. You seem like you know what you're doing. I'm not good with this. All these newfangled smartphones. They, I wish they'd put back the VZ Navigator. Google Maps is too complicated. Do you have hey, any you're, you're right now in the wilderness that you want so desperately. I mean, this is about as nature as nature gets, man. It is actually quite a quite refreshing break from uh, the ins and outs of the busy city life. So I am having a grand old time just strolling through nature now, at least. Uh, both of you guys roll notice checks for me. Let's see. Is that a skill? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, if you're not trained in notice, uh, it would just be your awareness modifier. Your Boom, that 20. Nice. All right. Well, I'm For a total of 23. D20 plus one roll. All right. <laughs> that one. All right. <laughs> we'll take a celebratory drink, and then I guess you have to take a drink for that. Yep, I'll drink to that. And well, one for the Vince, king. You're just going through and you're on top of it, man. You got, I mean, you're, you're in Terminator mode. You're, you're scanning information around you, trying to see everything that's going on. And uh, Chris, you're just enjoying nature. It's just a nice day. You're out for a stroll. It's like, man, this is awesome. We got an easy bounty. Everything's going to work out fine. Everything's good. And then Chris noticed that there is a snake that's just about to eat Sean. I mean, like you have a gigantic, massive thing that... Its mouth is as wide as uh, it's it's his mouth is as wide as Sean's head, and Sean's head is huge, man. And it's just right now in a tree, just above Sean, getting ready to coil to strike. Nature is nice, huh? I'm going to start transforming. There you go. Put my goggles on. We're getting serious now. Oh, you're not. You're you're just having a great old time, just kind of wandering around, looking around. Everything peaceful. Right, yeah, I have no idea what's day. going on. I, I'm just day. focusing. I just say nature is nice, huh? To uh, Sean, as my eyes are just focused at a point above his head. You're yeah. just like nodding, appreciating, like, yeah, man, this is. 
oh, it's great out here. It's just great. And Sean, you look over, and the first thing you notice is like Chris is growing taller. And you're watching like the mechanical parts of his body rearrange, and you're watching the flesh retract. And his eyes are starting to glow red a little bit. And you realize, I'm probably in danger. Hmm. Uh, what is your guys' initiative scores? Let's see if I can find that with these goggles. Uh, if you have the character sheet, I think it's on the right side, third score or a third thing down on the far right on the character sheet. If you're not using the character sheet, it's a little trickier. I, I have I, I found the square, but I didn't write anything there. How do I calculate it? That is uh, awareness plus physicality plus finesse plus your tier. Okay, so one for our alpha tier guys. Six. Here's one. Because I took improved initiative because I'm a sucker for going first. Nice. Okay. Wait, what's your, okay, what's your awareness and physicality? Uh, my physicality is three. My awareness is one. My The tier bonus is one, if I'm correct, because we're alpha tier. Finesse? What's your finesse? Zero. Oh, okay. My finesse is garbage. There you go. And you have improved initiative. Wasn't that a plus three to initiative? Uh, let's say I have the alpha tier of improved initiative i still thought it was plus three but i'm also used to uh <laughs> i'm used to a gameteer specialist and his initiatives through the roost mm -hmm. uh, a buddy of mine improved initiative in our carbine jungle game and um he basically just goes first i mean that dude is so fast it's kind of scary i wonder if uh it, is it did it change between carbine jungle and lockdown because i use the lockdown no, no. Uh, it, it, yeah, no. It's plus one year initiative score. You got it. You're right. Okay. I'm just used to. Uh, I'm used to a gamma tier guy. Right. Okay. So that should be no, no. physicality, uh, finesse, awareness, and plus one for the uh, tier. Yes. Okay. So my initiative so is actually plus want to mention, nine. We're talking about. Nice. Now, one thing I want to mention, since we are talking about the game, uh, is that. This is an expansion to Carbine Jungle, sort of. Uh, it All of your Carbine Jungle characters will work in Lockdown. All Lockdown characters will work in Carbine Jungle. So in that way, it's an expansion. But it's also built as a standalone game. Uh, you do not need Carbine Jungle at all to play Lockdown. Lockdown's going to come. It has its own species. It has its own archetypes, uh, own civilizations, lore, all that stuff. You could play Lockdown and never even look at Carbine Jungle and... I mean, not even notice it. So lockdown is designed to have everything in there. And, you know, like the, a lot of times you have the player's handbook has all the rules. We put all the rules that you need to play the game in the lockdown player's guide also. So, and it's something we're going to do with all of our expansions because we don't expect anyone to have to buy our other books to play a new one. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're, we're not wizards of the coast. We don't have mm -hmm. that type of, we don't have that type of market share. It's not only things where we just say, Oh, of course you have our other games. Um, you want to make to ring every cent out. Well, that too. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> I'm most not, of not, the not, cents not. I had went into this beer money. So <laughs> you're not going to get much out of me. Although I did already support you for my early access rewards because I thought that sounded awesome. So there you go. Did you get the one shot? Because uh, I believe no, you should have already gotten. I have. It. I I haven't checked my email in a little bit i've i've been lately i've just been like for some reason i've been getting like eight emails a day and i'm just like i don't want to oh, no I'll, I'll get to them later I so i didn't want to run that one tonight because i actually ran that in a different podcast so oh, nice. 
And so this one is, uh, you're getting something mostly completely ad-libbed. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. And if you get eaten right here, it'll be nice and short. And then you get to have your nice big drink. Yes, so we'll yeah, see how that'll be perfect. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I bet I'm gonna, about to take damage anyways. So, you know, I guess we'll see. Uh, although I did roll pretty good on my initiative here. Um, just because my bonus is really high because I have an enormous physicality. Well, it's nine, but uh, you don't actually roll initiative in Carbine or lockdown. Um, although, to be honest, okay, one thing we do in all of our games is you play however the heck you want. So we actually have an optional rule where you could roll for initiative if you want to. Um, in general, we just usually use the score, and it gets us straight to the game a little bit quicker and gets things going. So as long as you don't get ambushed or you don't ambush them, then you get a good – then basically we just go by the score and start going. And, you know, it works out well. It's fun. Although at the same time, if you like rolling for initiative, do so. All of our games are built where you play how you want. Uh, <laughs> all the rules we put in there are just to get you started. And we actually put multiple options for every style of play that you kind of want there. So that's one of the things that we're taking a look at. So, or that one of the things that I want you guys to know about. Right now, though, we'll just do it the standard way, which so people could see that. But yeah, so we're just going straight with your initiative scores, which is nine and six. And uh, we do have the nine, which was Sean, I believe. Mm, yeah. You are going first. Oh, wow. So Chris noticed the copper top started to transform. Uh, the giant snake that's getting ready to eat you. So you notice that able to turn around and you're able to act on this thing before it actually managed to bite your head off. Yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah, Root for you. Like a really, really, yeah, sort of. All right. Well, I have my, I'm going to use my, uh, I'm going to attack it with my, I've got, what was it called? <laughs> got to look over the character sheet here to remember. So I've got my signature attack. That's it. Okay. So I don't have to use any chi to use my follow through attack which gets some extra damage, and I can get extra on a charge. It's too close for a charge, so you're not going to be able to charge at the thing. So what you're going to be able to do is you're going to be able to use that signature attack. Uh, you'll also be able to use an attack option. So you should have, I probably think, probably three different attack options you could pick from. Mm -hmm. And since you're using your signature attack, you get to use that once without spending any chi, which is awesome. Um, so you're going to use that attack. You're going to use your attack option. And then most likely an unarmed attack as a Budo warrior. I'm guessing you're just going to be punching this thing. Yep. So rolling, uh, so go and roll your D20. And we'll figure out your bonuses. Do, do you know your plus to hit? Do you have all that down? Uh, yeah, I've got that. So I should be plus three to hit. So I'll roll that up. Boom. 18. Um, what's your will? Uh, my will is three. So your plus to hit, your training bonus for, because you're trained in it, is going to be uh, two. Oh, okay. So it'll be, uh, three plus two plus one, so you'll get a plus six to that. Oh, okay. Sweet. All right. I must have uh, missed. 18 would have hit, though, because you rolled a 15, which is pretty nice. So you just, this thing's coming at you, and you did your signature strike. And what's the, what does that ability do? Um, I think it gives me a bonus to damage. I have it written around here. Let's see. What do I use? Follow through. Which does see where I wrote down follow through. Oh, we'll look that up, Chris. Let's go and take a look at you, man. What are you doing as this thing's coming in? Uh, well, I'm gonna use my support action 
to uh, suppress that snake. Uh, if that snake takes a bite, I'm ready to knock its head off. And is the sword action a separate action from the attack action? You're, you're, every turn you're going to get your main action, which is your attack. Okay. And then you have supports. And the supports you could use to charge chi, to uh, move, or to do a lot of secondary type stuff. You know, the stuff that's kind of a support that's not a main thing. That's what support actions are for. So you're using it to go through and mark this guy. Mm -hmm. And um, so using a support action to mark it, and you're close enough, you probably actually probably use your other one to move towards it if you're going to be attacking it. Okay, so just my main action to get closer to the snake, in that case. Yeah. So I so, will do so. Perfect. Sean, back to you. So you hit. How much damage did you deal, sir? Um, I have it written down here. I can't figure out exactly what follow-through does, but it says it does 1d6 plus 10, so I will... Go with that. There you go. That probably counts bonus damage then on it. Yeah, I probably way. calculated it in there, even though I forgot to actually write the ability anywhere on the character sheet. <laughs> no problem. All good. So you clock this thing. Now, with unarmed combat, you would have at least one more support action. So you move towards this thing, close it on his, closing on you. You clock it with your, uh, with your attack. You do have another support action. So with that, you can make another unarmed strike. Oh, cool. Uh, so, yeah, I'll do that. Um, so that'll be at the same bonus. Uh, or plus six, right? Yes. Because we figured that out. All right, put that back to D20. 22 to hit. That'll hit. All right. Uh, What's your resolve? My resolve is three. Well, yeah, your damage should be 1D6 plus three for this one. All right, there we go. And four more damage. All right. Now, uh, Chris, we kind of talked about you first, but the snake's actually going to hit Sean before you get your turn off. Or okay. at least attempt it. And it does. Oh, that makes me so happy. All right. So the snake lunges on you. You punch it. It recoils back. And it comes back for another strike. And it just bit you for 12 damage. Ooh. That is quite a bit of damage. Let me see. When it does, it spews out some noxious, horrific gas that just kind of peppers the entire area. Although, when it does, it's like you managed to either get out of the way or resist it because it doesn't seem to have too much of an effect on you. All right. Trent, it is now your turn, sir. All right. I, uh, I move up there and mark the snake. I, I don't actually have... The ability to move the token, but yeah. No, you should. I thought I set up for you to control it. Yeah, I can't control the token either. I thought you were just moving them around for us. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I thought it. So I'm up there, that snake is marked, and I am preparing to uh, punish it for any attack on uh, on Sean here. <laughs> so, uh, okay, I have... I have Chris. It says can be edited and controlled by Chris. Uh, which which Chris? Is that on the token or the Chris's. character sheet? Is the, is the token down the, to the character sheet? I thought it was. So if you double click the token, it should come up with uh, a list of options or, or the, kind of a yeah menu for the token itself, and then you should be able to 
Try with these two. Try with each other's. I might have flipped your names. I can't click either. Yeah, I, I cannot click either. No big deal. Like I said, I don't got a whole lot programmed on here. I am not the... <laughs> I'm writing dirt sheet for Roll20, but uh, Nick and Dustin are the two guys that are actually setting up our Roll20 stuff mm. for Carbine Jungle and Lockdown. So I am horrible at this, in case you can't tell. <laughs> oh, that's so I've been very spoiled by my people that take we'll care drink of it. To you. We're doing mostly theater of the mind as it is, so it'll work out. Yeah. All right. I do apologize, though. I thought I had it set up where you could at least grab your guy and move him. Mm -hmm. My bad. That's all right. That's <laughs> all right. So, uh, Trent, we're back to you. You moved over. You did your suppression effect on him. Uh, he is now focused and intent on you. And what are you doing? Are you attacking him? Because uh, I, main I, I believe I spent my support in main action. Is that correct? You spent two supports, but you'd st every turn you have a main action and two support actions. Oh, yeah. Then I'm definitely going to smack him uh, as hard as I can with uh, one of my uh, Tetsubos. We were basically pulling out a massive, massive weapon and just slamming the heck out of this guy. Yes. Let's see. I have a minus two on that while transformed, I believe. Uh, you'd only have a minus two if you were wielding both of them at the same time. Ah, okay. Let me see. Sorry. I know. I know we're uh, we're kind of playing this on the fly and getting used to it the first time. Now, if you wanted to, by the way, since you just took backgrounds anyway, there is a two weapon fighting feature where, as a shapeshifter, you could swing both Tetsubos at the same time. Uh, you'd actually, uh, it's a background that you take to be able to do this. It's a fighting style. And if that's something you're interested in, go for it. I'll, I'll look that over probably when I'm not directly doing something. Sounds like a plan. Right yeah. now, uh, you just clocked this. You just lift up one of your Tetsubos, this gigantic, massive spikes club, and just bash this thing. And you definitely hit. All right. see that's 10 damage and you wounded it roll me a d20 if you don't mind Ooh. Ooh. i get to drink to that well yeah you might want to uh <laughs> uh you just clocked this thing in the head and you just saw its eyes glaze over in absolute fury and rage it is staring at you with a hatred that most animals should not know and you actually for the first time realize how sentient and intelligent this creature is mostly just because you know it hates you with such passion it's not going to stop trying to eat you until you are a corpse it's Good now obsessed with murdering you. Congratulations. Well done. I'm doing my tanking job. Oh, very much so. And not only that, I mean, this thing is like not even, I mean, it's just nuts. The way this thing is lashing at you right now, it's completely out of its mind. In fact, it just missed horribly. This thing lashed at you trying to rip it to dive its talons straight into your throat. You just kind of ducked under it, but it's going nuts. This thing's flailing around you right now. And that would get us back to Chris, or Sean's turn. All right. Um, I looked up follow through, and it says on a hit, I get my physicality to... Uh, bonus damage uh so actually i calculated that wrong that should have only been plus eight instead of plus ten but uh okay. just 
just throwing that out there. So that was, I, I had initially calculated my uh, stats completely incorrectly, which was a mistake you caught uh, earlier when we were messaging each other on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, so I, I apparently had not updated the stat block for the attack. Uh, after I fixed my stats, is what happened there. So, but it's it's two extra damage. So uh, it's it's two. It's got two extra hit points. Oh God, we're screwed now. <laughs> but uh, it's still wounded yeah. and still enraged right. and still wants to eat Trent. Yeah. Despite the fact he's made of metal, I mean, there's like no digestive value there. Mm -hmm. But you know, he's gonna eat him anyway. Yeah. All right. Um. So now, uh, for my signature attack, it. Uh, is it no chi to use every time I use it, or is that only once per combat I do, or something? For once per conflict, I think it's a recharge break. So you have to okay. basically take a yeah. rest before you can do that again. Um, but you should have some chi right yeah, now. Yeah, because uh, you get one chi every time you uh, hit something with an unarmed strike, I believe, is what I have written here. Voodoo warriors. They, uh, different people generate chi differently. Right. Uh, Voodoo warriors are basically, it's like, well, if you want to play Goku, this is how you go about <laughs> it. Although, to be honest, Goku might be a bit strong for like a long time. You, you're, more, you're more of a Krillin. You know, let's, let's, right. let's be fair. You're definitely more of a Krillin. I actually so, made up uh, uh, Dragon Ball Z classes uh, in, I, I made some homebrew 3.5 classes for DBZ and, and Krillin actually was his own class. It was a hilarious support class. <laughs> what sucks is Krillin is like Krillin is one of the baddest human beings that has ever existed. Uh, I mean, Krillin throws down with things he should never even look at, and I mean he loses, mind you, but he's in the fight. Yeah, and <laughs> Krillin is forever the chump. It's right? just so unfair, man. It's so horribly unfair. And and then Mister Satan is all famous for being the strongest human in the world. Yeah. By the way, one thing we're going to do too is like our spell list right now is super limited, but we plan on going through and adding in tons of different spells. Also, if you have a spell you want in the game, tell us. But we're, uh, something I have to put in there is I think the most damaging spell we're going to have in the game is going to be the Disc of Destruction. Nice. And its odds of hitting are absolutely astronomically low. But if it does, man, it just like totally, <laughs> this is going to be the best thing ever if it ever it's actually makes it. fuck up somebody's day. <laughs> right. You know, there's going to be that one player who will just spam it an entire campaign and exactly. hit once. I want that so bad. It's like be in awesome. Pokemon when your team is just six Rhyhorns and all of them just spam Horn Drill until it works. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that, that, that's it, though. I mean, we, we want to. I mean, uh, all that stuff that we love from. We, we made this because we want to be able to go through and do the stuff that we love from anime games. Or from anime mm -hmm. stories, movies, and all that stuff. And you know, Dragon Ball Z was a big one for me growing up. So it's like, oh, we, we, it's like we have to have something from Dragon Ball Z. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what the Budo Warriors are. So uh, I'm glad you're playing one. I guess they're they're probably my favorite archetype. Budo Warrior or Gunslinger? I, I love the Gunslinger, just because it's an old school investigator kind of a thing. It's very nor, mm -hmm. and uh, kind of makes me happy. Very cowboy bebop or. Sort of Vash, but not so much. More Cowboy Bebop, but yeah. you, you can you can also build a Vash with it real easy, too. Um, sorry, back to what we were talking about, yeah. though. No problem. Whoa. So I have a little Chi, so I could use... Because uh, I've hit him twice, so I should have two Chi built up. My, so I'm, I'll be tracking that here myself. A spell. What was that? Or to build, I think you need five to build the ability. But you do have... So what you can do with your main attack 
mm-hmm. is you can attack with an attack option with an unarmed strike. Mm-hmm. And you have two more support actions. And with unarmed combat, you could spend each of those support actions to make another unarmed, unarmed strike. So you could punch this thing three times right now. Sweet. And that's okay. absolutely what you can do. All right. And I could use some of those as attack options. Right. Let's your attack see. option with your main action. So your first attack, it's an attack option. And the other two are just you throwing punches. Mm-hmm. All right. Chris, you got this guy marked. He's going to be coming and attacking you right now. If you want to go ahead and roll your attack or get that figured out, we'll get to you in just a second. Kind of try and keep the combat rolling and all that. Oh, yeah. I know right. we got. I have a background that gives me plus regeneration in combat, so I, I heal a little. I've just been Definitely. rolling ridiculously well. That never hurt. Yeah. That's, that's really the best way to handle it. It's like, how should we handle this complex situation? It's like, don't mm-hmm. roll below 15. Just don't roll below 15. Uh, that, 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 that's what you do. You'll be fine. I'll just use my one-shot lock. Just just carry us through the session this way. Mm-hmm. And it's something we can't put in here. I'm sorry. I can't. I have not figured out a way to balance that. Um, he, we're, we're, sorry, man. Satimo can't be in here. I don't know how to put him in a tabletop role-playing game. Right. Um, so I have an ability called Focused Combat. I'm trying to figure out if that's an attack option or if that's one of my, uh, just passive abilities. Uh, it says I do have... not know. I, have... I don't have all the abilities memorized. Yeah, so no off the top of my head. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Chris, and then we'll come back to you because both yeah. of you guys get your turn. Um, Chris, go ahead, man. What are you doing? Oh, I'm taking yet another swing at this snake because I feel like, uh, cloppering it is really working. And if it isn't, I, I don't have the ability to tell otherwise. I'm not really familiar with snakes, particularly big Fair ones. Fair enough. Uh, but I believe a 25 probably hits it. By a lot. By a whole lot. Yeah, man. You're good. So dealing at 7 damage, continuing to keep that uh, spiritual bond. Uh just to make sure it doesn't think about eating something that would actually take damage from its bites. Well, you'll take damage from the bite if it hits, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely, you definitely want them on you, though. Uh, right now, you're a whole lot better off at taking damage in your buddy. All right. Um, let's see. And Sean, did you get that figured out? Uh, yeah, so that's a uh, one of my milestone abilities. Uh, so I... Yeah, so uh, after, because I hit him, I ignore his infantry plating for the rest of combat. There you go. Yeah, after your first punch, you get to basic, after your first punch hitting him, your unarmed strikes just pierces through his, basically his armor, the armor that subtracts damage from mm-hmm. each attack. Just so you're aware, because your characters probably don't know this, this guy's got one infantry plating. So every time you guys have hit him, I've subtracted one damage. That's how plating works. By the way, when you got bit, your plating, whatever your plating is, should have been subtracted from that damage. Just something okay. I probably should have to you. You'd be less dead now. But it's kind of yeah. fun for me. So That's all right. Okay, so my plating is you're not a corpse so, yet, you know. So you're. I mean, I've got I've got enough hit points to tank this a little bit, so we're all right. <laughs> And Chris is just gonna be like, "Fine, go for it. I'll quit marking him and having to meet me." <laughs> I mean, it's 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 working out, so you know. Uh, plus, I'm I'm healing up a little bit every round too, so it's not gonna hurt me. So, uh, yeah. So I'm gonna use my uh, Savage Champion uh, attack, uh, which 
uses uh, use a support action on a second move action to leap towards my opponent. Uh, don't worry about that. Right now. You don't have to close. Savage Champion is like if you're far away from the right, dude. Right. And okay, yeah, I'm seeing it now. Um, if you're charging, uh, uh, if, you're, if you have somebody shooting at you from range, you definitely want to use Savage Champion. Yeah, that's yeah. you right now. Yeah, I was. Yeah. That's that's what I was looking at. But it also gets plus two damage uh, for uh, CQC attack. I'm going to support action to punch it again. Yeah, that, <laughs> that would be better. Yeah, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna beat the poop out of him. That's that's a better idea right now. Yeah. So all right. So hide this so I can get back to roll 20. All right. Um, and yeah, so I'll just punch him. Uh, three times in theory. Uh, except for maybe just once. It definitely looks like this, man. Yeah, you, you hit him. You, you threw three, two shots. The first two, it dodges. The third one lands clean right on the ribs. I mean, it's got a lot of ribs, though. Mm -hmm. Curse All right. you, snake in your ribs. Uh, so six damage. That's all right. Yeah, you guys keep rolling over 15. It's going to keep rolling under five. Uh, Chris, <laughs> I'm guessing 12 misses you? Uh, 12 definitely misses me. Yeah, it goes to bite at you. I mean, it, it lunges. You kind of like stick your forearm, block it inside of its mouth, and just kind of shrug it off to the side. It is coming back frantically, but it, it, it missed, and it's now your turn. So go and roll, both of you guys go and roll your attacks, and uh, we'll kind of resolve the damage as we go through. How many how many uh, licks does it take to get to the center of a snake pop? You want more, man. Uh, if it's a Tetsubo lick, that, uh, that's a big lick. That would be 10 damage. Yeah, that would be the center. <laughs> Three. Just tracked that snake, and it just went to the ground. And it's not dead, and it's still crawling towards you, but this thing is so busted up, it can't do much of anything right now. This thing's on its way out. And it looks like it was just punched to death. <laughs> I'll send him the rest of the way. Uh, does, I guess that 8 probably doesn't hit. The 15 might? Uh, the 15 would have missed, but this thing's moving so badly right now that you, you missed with a first kick, then you got with a 1-2 combo, and it went down, man. All right. This snake is gone. Uh, the nice thing is uh, this snake is actually sort of valuable. I mean, it's got venom sacks that are kind of prized by a lot of different researchers. And also the hides of this thing. So if you want to take the time, you guys could harvest a bit out of this thing and get some profit. But uh, you want to outside of that, carry it you're back not to dead. the car and leave it there and, and figure that out later. Are we the car, is, the car the is quite you're, a walk away, I think. Yeah, we're about an hour into the jungle right now. Oh, okay. So you don't worry about nighttime rolling because it will never get dark. You know, it's not like there is no night. There is no anything. If you want to get dark, you got to get in your car and you got to drive about four hours the other way. Mm -hmm. So it will always be sunlight. But that also means you're always going to have reptiles that are feeling kind of warm and frisky. Well, do you want me to carry it the whole way? Yes. Okay. I'm going to just like just kind of pick it up by its head and just drag it behind me. I start transforming back to normal like, oh, I forgot to wear my stretchy pants. That was that's scary. awkward, man. So yeah, now you're seeing a whole lot more graffiti on him. That's just like spray painted over the metal parts. He's got graffiti car, uh, drawn all over the, the different bits of him. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a snake uh, like over his breastplate that was painted on next time after this fight. But you know, right now, 
doing okay. And by the way, your regeneration stops as soon as combat does. Yeah. Sort of. Uh, based. So uh, while you have adrenaline and everything going, health will come back. And right now it doesn't. So you guys can take a break if you want and regain some health. Or you guys can kind of keep going and see what you want to do. Uh, so I can transform at will. Is that correct? Yes, yes, you can. Although I do believe it takes at least a turn. Okay. Uh, I say, do you need a pro? Are you Are you good? I'm okay. I could I could go on. All right. Actually, something to be aware of: your transition time is one minute. So if I were you, I'd probably be staying transformed right now. Okay. There are backgrounds that you can take. That was one of the things that we I, – I wasn't certain about it because I know it kind of bounced around a little bit between <laughs> – there, there are several of these things, by the way, that are in flux because we're constantly going through and working and balancing and everything else. Uh, we're hoping to kind of have everything finalized by about July as far as balancing goes. Mm -hmm. But right now, transition time is about one minute for the shapeshifter. So if you're in a place where you're worried about combat, you're probably going to want to shapeshift before combat starts in general. Which your character would know, so we'll just assume that he's walking around in a shapeshifted form. You're walking around in Terminator form? I mean, that's not really polite to do in the shantytown or in a pyramid, but in the middle of the jungle, yeah, man, I'd totally be walking around full Terminator. Never know what might come out of the trees. You just that snake that I didn't notice. If it was a snake, it would have bit me. Uh, or wait. Yeah. Man, <laughs> by the way, just so you know, our, I think my favorite piece of artwork in the book is an Oni Budo warrior. And it's just like this big old massive dude gathering energy while flying in the air, getting ready to uh, shoot out energy blasts. And uh, the artist is a guy named Jason Griffin. Go by Lunchbox on Twitter. Really great dude. Uh, but he's done a ton of art in this piece. He's actually working on the cover for the player's guide right now. Awesome. Um, so we're pretty stoked about that. But yeah, it, my favorite piece of art in this whole thing so far is an Oni Budo warrior. So mm -hmm. yeah, you you see, and if I was thinking right, I would have went ahead and got a token made just of that dude, uh -huh. so I could have you around as him. Uh, now see, wasted opportunity on my part. <laughs> That's all right. I'll forgive you this time. Everybody gets one. <laughs> You got them draped over your shoulders, and you just basically got a nice little, you know, it's, they call it a feather boa normally. You just got an actual boa boa kind of draped over your shoulders, and you're just walking through this jungle. Well done, man. <laughs> well, uh, we'll have to, we'll find this uh, bounty soon enough. How much longer do you guys have trying to figure out for pacing? Um... Usually our runtime is right about two hours, so we got about forty-five minutes until our usual runtime. But we've we've run over in the past, especially with uh, actual play events that that tends to happen. So I'm yeah. good till whenever. Uh, but uh, I don't know when. Whenever is good. Yeah, for I'm gonna, I'll, I'll just try to pace it for that and uh, probably fail horribly and run over. But you know what? Yeah, I can no, give it a okay. shot. That's okay. We'll drink to that. So we're going to fast forward just a little bit. You guys traveling a couple of hours through the jungle, apparently having an apex size copper top snake over your shoulders and having the scent of that dead thing drove off a fair amount of the wildlife. Who knew? But apparently not lots, a lot of stuff wants to be around that smell. So you're managed to repulse a lot of the things that you have. Something to think about though. I mean, even larger creatures aren't going to want to deal with a large venomous snake. 
So that's kind of a benefit. Mm -hmm. So apparently that helped to make your traveling through the jungle a little bit easier. Until it didn't. And you guys are getting... Uh, we have a problem. Chris, actually, you know, before I say you have a problem, let's be fair. Chris, go and roll another tech check for us. All right. This is the only skill I have that works for me in both forms. There you go. Your Omni device stopped working completely. Like it was just being scanned around. Like you, everything was getting scrambled, and you said, "Oh hell no!" And you went through and fixed it anyway. You you went through, recalibrated it, reset it up, rewired it, and all of a sudden it's still working anyway. So you have a lot of uh, atmospheric interference and things like that from this area, the Skyland. And there's just waves of energy coming all over the place. But you still got the thing working. So you're going in the right direction. You actually know that you're getting very close to where this temple's supposed to be. So you guys are right on track. I'm well just done. following behind him like I can't get a Wi-Fi signal. Radiation waves or, or something, disrupt, something else disrupting it. Possibly our bounty. Hmm. And as you're going through, you're hearing noises. And these things are, there's something coming at you, and you could hear it clearly. And it's not hiding. And in the jungle, everything hides its sound. And you have sound coming at you, and it's also coming from several different directions. Does it appear to be coming quickly? Uh, roll notice checks. Mm. Which is awareness. Yes, if you're untrained, it'll just be your awareness bonus to a d20. And my notice only works when I'm not transformed. Although if you want to change that and just have your notice works when you are transformed because you're going to be transformed when you have to notice danger, got no problem with that too. So if you want to just swap that right now because you weren't sure or because, you know, like I said, I'm pretty focused on this stuff right now. I, I figure... I figure this is the sort of guy who would walk around and notice things quietly in like a city setting where it's not acceptable to be transformed. Uh, so this is kind of out of his element. Okay. So I'm, I'm fine with not noticing things. <laughs> sure. No, no problem, man. If, as long as it's your character, I just want to make sure that your character is I want to make sure you're not missing out on something because we just made a character kind of on the fly and it's your first time playing. So as long as it's how you want your character, life is good. All right. So I like the zombie always sneak up on you and eat you. So yeah. Did you guys roll your notice checks? Yeah. I'm sorry. I did. So mine oh, uh, is a twelve. Here. I apologize. All right. Uh, here's the nice thing. Uh, you don't know how fast that they're moving. Can't really tell. Mm. Until you see them. And then you realize they're not moving that fast, but they're moving steadily on you from two different directions. And you've, you've seen pictures of these things in reports, and they're usually found in cenotaphs underground. These are flesh eaters. And these things are um, sort of terrifying. They're not individually these are kind of small ones so they don't look like they'll be huge threats but they're these are just foul creatures that have no remorse or anything else and they really seem to enjoy eating humanoids and 
you're humanoid, so what do you know? And you got at least, you have several of them that are coming in on you right now from different sides. Flesh eaters. Do you, do you have flesh to eat? I'm going to hope, put my hand on your shoulder and I'm going to say, I'm very sorry. Shit. <laughs> you do have fleshy bits in there, but they're a whole lot harder to find, man. All these, those fleshy bits are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're, I mean, you're a Buddha warrior. You don't even wear armor. I mean, for like, you know, a lot of guys at least be walking around to be like canned food. You're not even canned food. Plus, I've been walking around in the jungle. I'm all probably all sweaty. They're just like smelling all that hot meat, huh? And you've got that you snake. You see at least four of them closing in on you right now from different sides. So what are you going to do? I'm going to throw the snake kind of in the middle of them and try and bait them with it. You can throw your snake in the middle of two of them, and we'll see what happens. Go and roll a presence check. And we'll just see if that manages to get them to go after it. All right. Um, can I use my uh, convince skill? Yeah, why not? You're trying to convince them it's food. I'm not quite sure how this works, but we'll go for it. It's close enough. <laughs> All right. Dun, 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 dun. So then I get a little bit more bonus. 16. Yeah. Um, they're at least stalling. They're stalling at and look like they're contemplating it. Like, that's food. But that's better food. But this is free food. <laughs> that's a lot of better food. But they are stalling for a second. So you did manage to kind of slow those two down. And they are not coming at you at the moment. Okay. And that was a support action. You still have another support action and a main action. Okay. So um, you do have two others on the other side that are going to be on top of you guys rather shortly. Yeah. Well, so now that you... I've distracted those ones, I think I can uh, go beat the crap out of the uh other ones so let's see i could use my jump attack now to kind of enter combat right whatever that was called uh let's see yes. uh, savage champion that, that would be a perfect time to close in on him yeah. make it attack and get an extra two damage yeah all right so that should still be my let's see here boink uh d20 plus six to attack 18 to hit and then the plus two to damage will put it up to plus five. Uh, so the will the eighteen hit? Eighteen does hit. Awesome. Boom. For nine. There you go. Uh, it is still up, but it is. It looks like you uh, got a good shot on. Go and roll a d twenty for me. Okay. Yeah, that's my roll 12 there. I'm looking at a lot of numbers, so I'm uh, <laughs> yeah, pull it up. Um, it looks like you just gave this thing some internal damage. So it's going to take one damage per hour until it actually gets healing from something medical, which it will probably never get, so this thing's going to die. Mm. But cheaters <laughs> <laughs> uh, aren't known for their health care plans. Uh, but that's also going to be a rather slow thing. Uh, that's a really tough wound, by the way, to get for a player. For uh, a, a flesh eater, it's not too big a deal. Uh, mm -hmm. So you have, you just punch this thing, and it looks crippled. And you, I mean, you gave it a good gut shot, and it is in bad shape, but it is still coming. 
Uh, Trent, what are you doing, sir? You have two, you have two flesh eaters, by the way, coming right now. One of them was just engaged by Sean. There's another one on this side. Uh, so I'm going to support action, spiritual bond, the flesh eater that's next to Sean. Okay. And then I'm going to take my other support action to move next to this uh, flesh eater right here. And I'm going to try and drub its skulls to crack it open. Go for it. And miss. Do I retain Chi from the last fight, or do I have to no, restart? Uh, the Chi would start over whatever your starting Chi is. Okay. I think I did not write down what my starting Chi was, so I don't know. <laughs> All right, Trent. Uh, this thing just it jumps up, lunges on you, and just bites into you for, it looks like, 10 damage. And you're also taking uh, two necrotic damage that recurs. So the 10 damage you get damage reduction on, and then just your fleshy parts around where a bit start rotting. And you take two damage from that every single turn until you roll above 10. So is that me who took that damage? Yes. Okay, uh, so I take one damage and then two recurring necrotic every turn on my go. You have nine plating? I have nine plating. I have uh, I have five plating and I have four shielding. Um, so cool time to go over this because, you know, first time playing all this stuff. So plating works against basically all attacks. Okay. Shielding works against range attacks. So if you have someone shooting at you or doing blasts or something like that, then uh, you're... Okay. So you subtract five damage from from the plating, and then the shielding's not going to help you in this case. Okay, I see. Uh, but if someone is shooting at you, you get nine damage reduction against all of those attacks, which means uh, you're it, a very it, it, terrifying force to go charging at. Like you have a bunch of guys lining up for an artillery firing at you, and you could kind of wade through that a little bit. It, so it did seem like nine damage reduction was a little extreme. So that makes a lot more sense. And that's the other thing, too. Different classes are going to be good at different things. Uh, a big part of the shapeshifter is just absorbing damage. I mean, you are a very, very tough person. And that, that's part of who you are. And you're also, well, absolutely terrifying. <laughs> and wielding, and you can wield two Tetsubos in each hand, you know. But um, that, that's a part. And we built characters to have different strengths and in different situations. And your character is going to be very good at being able to survive through some massive damage and things like those lines. The Buddha Warrior, uh, they could take three shots with their three unarmed attacks and deal decent damage with all three of them. And they're a very great DPS class. So you guys work pretty well together. Uh, a healer would be awesome, but you know, hey, uh, yeah, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, you guys have a tank and a DPS, going back to World of Warcraft terms, and it's not a bad sound. Yeah. All right, so uh, you were just so you would have been hit for I think five damage and two recurring. So start of your turn, Chris, go and roll a d twenty for me. All right, fifteen. And you rolled fifteen, so that recurring damage stopped. You only took the two; you didn't take any more. Okay, so and then I have the one regeneration, so I should be at nineteen health for the time being. Sounds like it could very well be true. Okay, <laughs> I don't know your numbers, but yeah, so. Um, that's kind of where we're at right now. So you missed. It is now back to your turn. 
Uh, Sean, yours, by the way, tried to eat you and it missed, but those other two are closing in right now and are right on your back. Gonna be a, uh, right now, you guys are going to be flanked by two of these guys each for this oh. combat. Booby. Uh, Sean, is your turn first, sir? All right. I'm going to hit that first one that I hit already so that I ignore his uh, infantry plating. So I can do a little extra damage to him, hopefully. Um, so I'm going to use... Let's see. Some of my things don't recharge yet, so let's see. Um, swing, and you'll be able to use your attack option. Yeah. And you should have a couple. Uh, you should have a attack option for, I think, the airships. You should have an attack option for being an Oni. <laughs> And then you also should be able to pick one from being a Budo warrior. So every time you make an attack with that main action, you can pick one of those three to use. And it looks like it sounds like you took Savage Champion also. Mm -hmm. So um, that's also an option. That's gonna be like when you're closing in on someone. Yeah. You two closing in on com. I mean, you guys are actually, <laughs> you know, the the Budo warrior. You're with Savage Champion. You're closing distance fast, and then the shapeshifter just kind of waits through gunfire. So it's kind of a nasty little combination if someone mm -hmm. tries to. I'll just keep having things eat you. So that works out well. Yeah. <laughs> Seems to be working, huh? All right. So, um, yeah, let me see here. Um, it's hard to find everything in the... I, I, my only complaint about this system so far is that I don't have the book yet, but I kickstarted at the tier that I get a physical book. So that won't be as much of a problem, but I, I really don't... Uh, I'm not as good at, with the with the PDFs of, of searching around where I need to find stuff. Um, By the way, too, we're gonna have um, like I said, we start working on the Roll Twenty character sheet. We have the one for D and D uh, or for D and D for Carbine Jungle, to, uh, almost done. Mm -hmm. um, we have we have all the species and archetypes and all that stuff into uh, lockdown already. We just kind of got to add in a thing specifically except the milestones and a couple of others, but. Uh, before we release, we should have a fully working Roll20 uh, character sheet for Lockdown and Carbine Jungle that you guys can use. Awesome. So that should probably make things a bit more easy. Yeah, I'll stream uh, things a bit. Oh, we, we, I mean, once we started, I mean, it took us a long time because we always played in person. So we're brand new to Roll20 like mm -hmm. months ago when we first got started. But once we started using the character sheet, it was just amazing how awesome it was to go through and to use it. So now we're all kind of hooked. When we go back in person, we're probably going to have people with computers open using the Roll20 character sheets, just uh, even though we're at the same table, because it's just nice. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, do your attack. Chris, go and get your attack ready to go, too, if you want to roll it. All right. Uh, and if one of them, if the one I spiritually bonded is attacking Sean, I will do my response action versus that. He did, so go ahead and use your response action. Okay, so that one is not in melee with me, but it will still take... You're, you're huge. Uh, <laughs> right now, shapeshifted, you're about nine feet tall, and you got a Tetsubo, which has probably got a good five foot of reach on it. So you're close enough that you could actually reach that guy. Okay, cool. Let me see. Roll the dice. The dice rolling. Uh, I will use predictive algorithm to reroll that. Really good move. <laughs> also, take a drink. Yeah, natural one if you can't see it, everybody. But yeah, that was recalculating. Good. Yeah, good time for that. Still a miss. So definitely not your best move. But but 
even even on that miss, I still deal uh one d six plus int damage. Go for it. In fact, actually, that knocks him down. He drops. <laughs> yeah, you actually just uh, finished that one off because there was not a lot left to him. He already took a really nasty shot. So you just finished him off, but there are still three left. And that, uh, what are you doing, sir? With your, You have three attacks now. The first one attacking you just died. First one attacking me just died? Yes, it okay. just was taken out by Chris. Cool. So I'm going to hit uh, something else, and I'm going to use my attack option from my uh, society, and uh, which is will give an ally my uh, resolve in damage tolerance bonus. So I'm going to make Chris even tankier by three uh, to your damage tolerance. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Convenient. <laughs> that is a very helpful ability to have. Yes. And then, uh, so that that is uh, instead of an attack or in addition to? Uh, or you're, no, for because you, you are attacking a guy, right? You're attacking the one next yeah, to you? Yeah, so the attack option just adds that effect to the attack as well? Absolutely. So you're, all attack options, you do your unarmed attack or your weapon attack, whatever it is, and then you get the attack option bonus on top of it. Nice. So that's always part of your main action attacks that you can add an attack option. Okay. Sweet. So let's hit him up. Blam all. Uh, that probably misses. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, so nine. And then uh, two more attacks with my uh, support actions. Yes. Well, two more attacks with support actions. Those have none, no bonuses, or um, they don't have any attack options on these uh you do hit with that 19 right. uh so roll your damage that's not too bad then all right and it's plus just my resolve i think right Boop. four damage all right a little bit of damage in there and for my action i made an attack on the one i was attacking previously missed and would use another support action to spiritual bond this one, the one that's next to Sean here. Nice. All right. Well, we have I have good news and bad news. Uh, the the good news is it's not attacking Sean, but you now have three of them attacking you, and um, that's well done. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is your defense? Does seventeen hit you? Uh, seventeen does indeed hit me. My defense maxes out at sixteen because shapeshifter. You were hit by three of them. And you were hit for five damage, four damage, and uh, seven damage. From I, bite. So I you believe I am hit for no damage because I just got my defense threshold, my uh, damage threshold buffed by my Budo warrior friend here. I'm a helper. Uh, you still take damage because the, the damage tolerance goes before. You would take two damage total is what ended up happening. Okay. Uh, the damage tolerance goes before your plating. So um, that was kind of knocked off by the first two attacks. The third attack did hit you for two damage. The problem is you took nine recurring damage of necrotic. Your body right now is rotting at nine damage a turn, and there's no damage reduction against that. Mm -hmm. well, that's, well, that's bad. Are you right, uh, so you, uh, majorly hurt, Chris? 
or no, nah, I'm I'm good. Okay. So, like I'm not great, but I'm okay. Okay. All right. Start your turns. Go ahead and roll a uh, roll a d twenty for me, Chris. All right. Ooh. So you take another nine damage at the end of your turn from the recurring damage. So you are still rotting. Howie. Uh, can I use a support action to drink a medium healing tonic? Absolutely. And I would probably recommend that. All right. Well, that will be one of my support actions. So you do have three guys left. Uh, Sean, you got one directly in front of you that is slightly wounded. And Chris, I think the two on you are one of them is wounded and the other one is doing okay, correct? Uh, I believe just the one is wounded because I've had trouble hitting all combat this combat. Yeah, I thought the other two hadn't been hit yet, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I could. Chris did hit, but he killed off the one, one of the other ones that was hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so you still have three on you. Uh, go and roll your attacks. All right. Does a 14 hit? Yeah, just barely. <laughs> Love the sound effects. And then uh, minimum damage, so four damage. Not great damage, but it, you're, you're definitely willing away at him. Yeah, someone asked earlier today, it's like, what's your favorite Arnold movie? It's like, it's like Predator. It's like, well, yeah, but... Close seconds, Terminator 2. Terminator 2 yeah. is pretty awesome. Right now we have both. We have like Predator and Terminator 2. So this works out great. All right. Um, Sean, you rolling your attacks? Uh, yeah, I'll get those. And uh, for my attack option on the one of the ones that's not been damaged yet, I'm going to use my Brutal Strike ability. Uh, so I'll get an additional D10 damage if I hit. And uh, I am healed to full through that medium healing tonic. Wow, that is powerful. Nice. are big, yeah. Uh, one of the nice things about being shapeshifters and Buddha warriors is you guys don't need a lot of equipment. So you could buy the expensive healing stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is good, though, because you don't have a healer. <laughs> yeah. My healer is uh, comes in a bottle. Yeah, we're definitely an alcoholic podcast. All right. <laughs> I'll drink to that. All right, All right well, so you I hit twice. That, uh, 23 hit will shots. hit, uh, so that'll do... Oh, yeah. So 15, you have two hits. So you should be doing 2d6 plus 6 plus 1d10, I do believe. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's see. I have my d6 plus 3 that I've been doing. Uh, so for the first attack, second attack, and then I'll just also roll a d10 here. So, 2, 9, and 7 makes uh, 18. You hit him, you still have 2 on you, and your flesh is also still rotting, Chris. When you see a large, you know, it's hard to describe, because it looks just like a living shadow vine wrapped around the legs of one of these flesh eaters and just drags it off, and you hear the most pathetic whine and scream coming from this thing that you have ever heard as this thing gets drug off into the vines and then you just hear a crunch 
At that point, the other Flesh Eater just turns around and bolts, and it is leaving. You can take Attack of Opportunity out if you want, but it is just bolting out at full speed trying to get away right now. Oh, no, I ain't going to let you do Okay, I guess I am going to let you do that. <laughs> nice. Uh, I think I hit. Hit, Sean. You punched it, but you don't got enough damage in there to kill it. Yeah. Uh, it just it runs away. I mean, that thing. Um, so one of them got drugged off and died. The other one just ran off to the woods. And you just – it's everything just goes completely silent for about five seconds. And then you just hear a voice saying, why are you in my home? We're looking for a wanted criminal and we're going to beat her up and take her to the police and get money for that because we we do weird jobs. It's It's kind of our thing. You have such a way with words. Criminal? Why? Why are you after a criminal here? It was alleged that she had fled to this area, uh, t to the uh, temple up ahead. Uh, that was what we were told. Oh, she. The one with fire in her veins. Fire in her veins. Do you know her? She was a Ka, and Ka are kind of fire elementals to a point. You look up in the trees and you see there's shadow that's moving from branch to branch up there. And you can't really make it out clearly, but there is something up there. And judging by the sound of the voice, it's it's speaking with a Damon accent. And uh, Damons aren't necessarily known to be hostile, but occasionally you run to a few that can be quite brutal when they are. You're looking, you're looking for the fire. The one with fire in her veins. That's right. Have you seen her? I can show you the way. How will you pay? You want that snake? I will take it or I will take a favor. I am not particular in either. But those are what I trade in. Oh, what was the first thing you said? Uh, favor or what? Blood. You could pay in blood. Blood. There's a lot of blood in that snake. You just see a, a shadow vine lashes out, grabs a snake around the neck, and just launches it up into a tree. I have that. That's because I just gave it to you. Now it's your time for you to uh, return the favor, is it not? That didn't look like a gift. That looked like me taking what is mine in my own home. You, you would offer snake? my own? You owned a... that dead snake? You are in my home. My home. I own everything. I look to my left. I look to my right. I say this place has a distinct lack of lack of walls or floor. You or would roof. like to live? Why would you live where there are walls or wheels? Your home is you very live? nice, but you see, 
there's there's no sign or anything telling us it's your home. And and even if it is your home, what gives you the right to say you own a dead snake? I didn't punish you for killing my pets. I just let you know that it was mine. Hmm. You got a weird way of just leaving your pets lying around to eat people who were just traveling about on their own business. Are you sure it was your pet and not just a wild animal that you're now, like, making up a weird reason to guilt me over the death of a wild animal? Because it's, it's, it's already a little bit, like, guilt-inducing, and, and I, I don't need any more shaming if you don't mind, thanks. Oh, he's sensitive. I am. I didn't necessarily want to kill that snake. He seemed like an okay snake. Just I mean, uh, he was trying to bite your head off. Hungry. It's only natural that when something tries to bite your head off, it might get its head so bitten off. So if you are the turn. owner, you're a shitty pet owner because it was clearly hungry enough to eat whatever random guy just wandered through here. You should feed it more often. If my snake decides to eat something, then I will let my snake do what it wants. Right now, the creature just jumped down and standing on the ground in front of you. And it's crouched over, and it looks like if it was standing up, it might be a good 10 feet tall or so. And all you see is swirling around it are shadows. You can't really make out too many of its features, but it's just basically perpetual shadow moving around. Anytime you look at it, all you see is shade. You do make out the outlines of teeth in the shade, and it's just kind of like looking at you guys and moving sideways. No ill will for the snake. But will you pay him blood or favor? What's the favor? Oh, that favor wouldn't be now. I would find you. And you would... I... Perhaps the blood payment is more measurable. How much blood? Much. How, how many liters you got? I don't know. There's not a space on the character sheet for that. <laughs> oh. I don't think I was going on the speech button. Its arm extends out towards you, and it stretches out about eight feet, which is a lot longer than you thought it would, and it's just holding what appears to be a two-foot blade just stretched out sideways in front of you. A small amount will suffice. Will you pay him blood? And you can see its eyes, and there's a bit of eagerness there, but you know, you get the impression there might have been eagerness there no matter what. You got some weird kinks, man. Um, yeah, okay, have at. It doesn't move. It kind of waits for you to cut yourself. Just kind of rub my finger across the blade. Ow. There's so many nerve endings in your finger. Why? I could have thought that through better. <laughs> uh, the blood gets on the blade and does this arm retracts and, and ridiculously fast. I mean, inhumanly fast, but this thing's not human. And, ooh, excellent. I know where the one with fire in her veins is, but be aware she is, she is not what she seems. They have changed her. A bounty is a bounty. That is your decision. 
But what she was is not what she is. And what she is is not what she should be. But she is this way. And it starts loping off through the woods. All right. I know that what looks to be a slow jog. But uh, you're going to have to kind of sprint to keep up with this thing. I have brush, so I should keep up just fine. Uh, go. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll skip ahead a little bit to try and stay with time. You guys have to push to keep up with this thing, but you do. It's not easy, but it is very much succeedable. And it's neither one of you guys are both of you guys are rather strong physical specimens, especially when shape shifted. So for the most part, you're able to keep up. Just you have to work. This thing does move fast, and it leads you to where you see the ruins of a temple. This temple looks like at one point it might have been an amazing structure. You're not sure what it's even made out of. It's not demon steel. It's not stone. But you have some weird uh, substance that borderlines on crystalline that seems to form up the walls. And it's just completely overgrown by vines and everything else. But despite that, you can still see the shape of it. It does not look to be weathered. Uh, it, you're not sure what it would look like inside or anything else, but it does appear to have walls that are going up that you could venture inside into a, what would have to be at least a courtyard. Of course. Of course it would be here. Does this place look radioactive? Whether, uh, possibly. There's a large amount of radiation on this planet anyway, which is part of the reason why you guys have a lot of your adaptations. They help to deal with the, the natural radiation of the world. Um, you can roll a tech check to see if there's more so here than most places. Uh, it's 21. Yeah. Uh, there's something here, although it doesn't seem to be as much radioactive style radiation, but there's definitely weird energy vibes coming from all over, all around here. It's just kind of emanating and pulsing through it. Let us proceed. Yep. The demon offers a very weird-looking bow with its exceptionally long limbs and says, "Can we meet again?" And goes loping off into the forest. And after about three or four lopes, it leaps up into the tops of the trees, and you just see shadows blurring from tree to tree to tree in what is way too fast to be comfortable. That guy stole look, our snake. I look back at Sean. You gave it a sympathetic connection. Yeah. I figure if I could spill a little of my own blood, it wouldn't hurt to not spill his blood, in theory. But, you know. No. I mean, you gave it a sympathetic connection. It has your blood now. Who knows what it'll use it for. I don't know. Probably some fucked up kinky shit, right? That, that's what... Is that what demons know. use it for? Hmm. Uh, demons have always been interested in blood. Uh, they've also been interested in, they're very big on genetics hmm. and uh, genetic information. Uh, when the people first landed here, that was one of the, the first things that they were very much interested in is learning of the new genetic material. So it could be as simple as that. And that might have been enough to satisfy them as just the genetic material. In general, mostly people don't have major problems with demons. But when you make a deal with one, it stays a deal. So that, they're 
rather big on that. If Welshing on a deal with a Damon does not ever go well. Hmm. All right. Let's well, proceed inside. Shall we check out this temple? Yes. Hopefully our intel is right. I'd hate to come in here and find out that it's just filled with, like, traps and monsters and shit. Uh, it, it doesn't take long to figure out. You get inside and you see the Ka woman. And she's standing there and it's almost impossible for this not to be her. Because there is inherently, when you're looking at her, something very, very wrong. All of her coloring is off. Uh, normally, cause have a red or an orange or kind of a glow to them. You could almost see what appears to be like molten veins going through. The hair flows. Uh, everything about her is glowing with like a green tinge. And as soon as you walk into the courtyard, she kind of looks over at you and just starts to flare up a little bit. And she just takes one look at you. And she's right now, she's just staring right back at you. Hi, how are you? Why are you here? We're here to take you in. Do you want to come the easy way or the hard way? What he said was a lie. What did you say? Whatever they said was a lie. Huh. So they won't pay us money for turning you in for a bounty? Oh, I, I believe they'll pay you. But the bounty is not for anything that they said. They just want me back. Well, I'm willing to hear your story if it's interesting. Why would they allege a bounty upon you if you were not guilty? Because I escaped. From what? They, they turned me into something. To something else. They were experimenting on me, and I escaped. I killed one of them on the way out, and the next thing I found out is I had your kind chasing me. So I came here. That's racist. Your kind? Yeah. Wait, does Bounty he mean... Hunt. Bounty hunters. Oh. She means bounty hunters. Okay. I'm making a dumb joke. Yeah, I, I I was wondering. I was like, wait, hold on. My kind or his kind? But yeah, okay, bounty hunters. Yeah, yeah. No, th no, that makes sense. Bounty hunters do Your tend to kind. chase people with bounties, as uh, it, the name implies. Leave me be. I will stay here. But if you try to take me back, you will die. Well, I have another suggestion for you. You could come back with us and testify that these wrongdoings were going on, and perhaps you could keep it from happening to anybody else. If your story is true, why not do that instead of living here in a old, abandoned, frankly, kind of creepy, weird place? If anyone in power cared about the truth, I wouldn't have had to hide. If anyone in power cared about the truth, they would not have been able to put a bounty on my head for escaping the research facility. So reveal that the ones with the power are corrupted and they shall be replaced. Oh, that's the pyramids. Roll a convince check. All right. 
because this is potentially leading to dire consequences for her, can I use my plus three bonus to intimidate when using convince rolls? Sure. Right. At the same time, uh, intimidating might not be uh, as easy as you think. Um, but yeah, you can definitely give it a shot. I right. mean, you're an you are terrifying. Just she, yeah. impression she thinks she's more so. Yeah, yeah. So. But but I have a good bonus to that with my intimidate bonus from being a, I think that that bonus is from being my pony. I don't remember. By the way, one other thing you also have is you all have grit. And grit is you have a number of grit equal to your resolve score. And that's basically you could add 1d4 to any roll that you want uh, one time per day for all of your grit. Hmm. So, or for your resolve. So basically if you have three resolve, Three times per day, you could add 1d4 to a roll. Nice. All right. Um, this actually might be a good time to use that, because this could potentially sway the entire direction of what's going to happen, huh? Well, so, this will be more than one roll. Right, but I'll go uh, ahead and yeah. pop it. Go one, one rank of it. Bam. Go for it. All right, so 17 is the total that might make the difference what makes you think i mean you look at her she's definitely th she's obviously thinking about it but what what makes you think that you'll be able to control them and stop them from influencing who's in charge the research facility is happening at the pyramid how are you going to stop them when the pyramid itself cannot crush them that's not a bad idea. I a presence check or something along those lines or a convince check with that if you like. It wouldn't be my first choice, but it would be effective if nothing else worked. So uh, if you have a better idea to try and do what you can, but when you just said you're going to crush um, the largest, you're going to crush like the largest, <laughs> you, you, uh, I'm going to crush California. So... <laughs> You know, that's, that's about the the, the, de the depth of what you just said. So go for it, man. Yeah, I, I meant crush, like, the people in the lab, not not the entire pyramid, because that, that's... But that probably did not come across in what I said, so... Either way, roll. you can roll a check for it and see if it works. Okay. She might have got the impression from you that was appropriate that I did not, so who knows? I find the skills sheet here to find out what all you got to do roll uh 1d20 uh plus your will okay i will burn grit on this as well in fact can i burn multiple grit oh only one per roll okay we'll burn one grit twenty two she looks like she might actually believe that she at least believes that you believed you can. And it looks like you might be starting to convince her. Like I said, man, when in doubt, just don't roll below 15. All <laughs> right. <laughs> it is the best method of solving all problems in a game. She's like, uh, I, I don't think you understand how powerful these people are. I, I, I don't think you understand how hard this will be. Does it matter if it's hard? And does it matter how powerful they are? If they are wrong, they are wrong, and you should fight. 
for what you know is right. Otherwise, you are a coward. Roll another convince check. And if I may assist, I would say, do you really want to live out the remainder of your short life in this place, chased by bounty hunters, inevitably killed by them, or the wildlife? Roll a convince check of your own right there, too. Roll two of them. Yeah. 21. Uh, bad? <laughs> Chris, what is your will? My will is one. I'll drink to okay. a roll that bad. So, Chris, what you have is, so part of what we have in this game is we have uh, determination. A way to think of it is like skill health. Uh, when you fail a check, you lose a determination. And if you run out of determination, basically, until you take a break and step away from it, you can't use that anymore. Okay. So you would have, if your will is one, you'd have, I believe, two determination for your will. So you just lost one of them. If you lost another one, basically, if you start trying to convince people, you're just flustered, you can't do it, and you're just not even going to try. You're just going to basically fail almost every time you try to convince anyone if you run out of determination. Does that make sense? Uh -huh. So right now you're fine. And actually, that right there, Chris, you didn't... You, you, you tacked that on and it didn't really seem to, it didn't land, basically. You went through, you said it well, but kind of mumbled through it a little bit. It didn't seem to land, but Sean, you drove the point home. All right. I'll, I'll go with you. We'll see what happens. All right. She starts walking over towards you guys. Good. Let us go. He'll drive. I will drive. And indeed, I'm going to lean you in close to me. I'm going to say, there's much more wealth in one of those pyramid research facilities, and I can get at those damn collectivists. Hmm. I think their wealth should be mine. It belongs to me rightfully. Because they won't be able to protect it. And you. And her. I'm not sure I entirely agree with that philosophy. However, if they are corrupt, they've probably acquired such wealth through corrupt means, so relieving them of that would not necessarily be evil, now would it? I feel like I'm listening to Rocky Raccoon and Star-Lord right now, which is perfect. <laughs> I want it more than them, sir. I don't think you understand. I want it more, and I can get it. So it's mine, right? It's like, that would be murder. What? Yeah. <laughs> like the Telvanni guild in uh, Morrowind. It's basically a guild entirely based around that concept was just like, if you killed that man over his goat, then you clearly deserve it. <laughs> All right. You guys are heading through the woods or heading through the jungle and you are not at the edge of it, but you're getting fairly close to it. And you hear that a rather familiar melodic voice start saying, like, I would like you to live. Huh? I would prefer forest. you to live. Would you care to? The birds here are very strange. This is the demon. The demon. It's okay. the one that talked to before. It's that same voice that came out of the trees before. Just passing Warriors through. Come. Warriors come for her and you now. It will be here soon. It's fine. Bounty hunters often carry useful things on them. 
If they strike at us, we shall strike back. They are not bounty hunters. They are soldiers. Hmm. Even better. Then her story rings true. Shall we take a rest while they come for us? That would be hard, because they're going to be here. Actually, let's go back to the daemon. It's like, you have moments. And she just kind of drifts back off into the shadows. If they were bounty hunters, I could at least respect their individual drive. Hmm. I have no respect for soldiers. Is there at least enough time to maybe sit and take a break to regain some of my abilities? Taking a break would take about five minutes. Although, let's just say you guys took a break before you uh, uh, temple. So I have no problem saying you took a break before you left the temple. Regain whatever you gain back from a break. And whatever you gain back from, um, that would also mean you'd probably be able to recover most of your health, especially early in the game since this is your first break. So actually, I actually believe it would be um, a quarter of your health is what you regain. Okay. So If you guys be... want your healing potions or anything else like that, uh, healing tonics or dental you can I, use if, A quarter much of my health is all that I'll, I've taken anyway since I've been healing little by little here anyway. I'm, I'm going to give you a pro to use so you'll get an additional 10 health during the break. Uh, is that like temporary hit points? No, no it's, it's just full ass hit points. Okay. The uh, uh, pro just helps you when you take a break, it just helps you to recover more. Uh, it's a nice little regenerative field that kind of helps you to recover more while you're taking a break. Yeah, so it'll it'll heal you to full, basically. Uh, just a quarter of my hit points would have healed me to full anyway, so unless you need it, uh, may as well save it. Okay, I'll save it then. Okay, doesn't matter. So we'll see you guys are taking a break, and you were just told, and the daemon, when you, it's, as it's leaving, it gestures off in a direction which is apparently where the other people are coming from. The con kind of looks at you like, staring at you guys like, I told you so. And you have someone coming. Hmm. I, will you guys position my, I will position myself in front. Is there a more advantageous position we could take within the temples? Oh, since we're... That you was like... Temple. You you guys are probably two hours away from the temple okay, now. Okay, that's, that's a little bit further into the jungle. Okay. You are absolutely in the jungle. There are trees. There are ridges. There are large boulders. I mean, there's cover all over the place if you guys want to try and get into cover. Uh, although the fact that both of you guys tend to punch things up close, uh, you can basically try and hide away for them to come by and ambush them. You can have some different options. Mm-hmm. I I feel like I could be a big noisy distraction if you get, if you and her wanted to flank, and by big noisy distraction I mean like nine foot tall metal dude, uh, metal terminator walking slowly towards them. Hmm. Well, all right, that sounds like a doable plan. Um. Yeah, you do that. I'll uh, speak to the woman then. Uh. What combat ability do you have, if any? She just kind of looks at you for a second, rolls her eyes, and goes walking off to get on top of a stone. On top, or she's she's getting on a position where she's behind a large boulder, but where she could basically climb on top of it real quick. Okay, have fun with that. I'm gonna climb up in a tree so I can jump out of it on top of somebody. 
I will stand tall at on the ground, waiting for the soldiers to arrive. Right. Uh, you have eight different soldiers that are, uh, as they're coming through, you start to hear movements. Uh, eventually, you start to start to see them, and they are talking and gesturing towards you. And you see at least eight of them that are coming in your direction. Uh, they're wearing armor. They're wearing tactical gear. They're wearing, they have guns drawn, and they are all moving in your direction. I'm just going to stare them down. You're moving up there like you, on the ground. Why are you here? I'm going to slowly continue walking forward. Stop moving, or we will shoot. I'm going to continue walking forward. So, right about now, uh, a couple of things are going to happen. First, uh, Sean, they just moved where you're within Savage Champion range, where you could close on them and hit them before a turn. For that to work, though, I need you to roll a stealth check. Okay. Uh, I assume that's just my finesse if I don't have it. Finesse plus d20. All right. That's actually pretty solid. 19. Yeah, you... They're, they're actually pretty good. And mm. uh, they did not see you. Which means you're going to go ahead and be able to ambush them at this point. So before anyone else even gets a shot off, you're going to be able to... Basically, what, if you're ambushing them, you get to set your initiative. Um, so you're going to be going first in the initiative order before all of them, and as well as the Ka woman, who is Tessa. She's going to be able to attack with you also. Nice. So right. right now, uh, let's see. Uh, go and roll your attack, Sean. So basically, uh, if you're using Savage Champion, you could get to him this turn and just start willing into one. Yeah. So that would be do a main attack action and then a second attack action, and you would have advantage on this. Okay, so I have advantage, so I can roll another d20 and take the... Plus two, that's a 14, which... Uh, <coughs> grit, <coughs> grit, I'm sorry, excuse me, I'm coughing a little bit here. You have grit. Die. Oh yeah, the uh, extra d4. See if I can hit that. Boom. 15. Hey, 15 just barely hits its armor. Well done. All nice. right. <laughs> That's actually the with the advantage too. So yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, go and roll your second attack. Okay. Uh, bam. Twelve. Not as good. Well, actually, exactly the same technically. This one's a miss. So that's a fourteen, which still misses by one, and you can't use another grit. So mm. uh, you hit with your main action, which is your attack option, um, and that's which is that savage champion. So you get the extra two damage. You go and roll your damage. Okay. And uh, I am. I also just uh, was looking at my character sheet, and I think I get a little extra damage from my advanced striking. Is that is that what that does? Uh, striking will give you 1d6 for your punches instead of 1d4. Okay, that's what it did. Okay, so it is it extra damage, right, but it's not a bonus damage. So there's higher die. Right. And not only that, with advanced striking, if you don't have that, their plating would be doubled against you. Because if you don't know what you're doing, punching a dude in armor is a really dumb, dumb move. Yeah. So <laughs> you right. fortunately know what you're doing, so you mm. could will on this dude. All right, well, six damage, and then I will ignore his uh, whatever for the rest to come, uh, infantry plating. So not a ton of damage off the bat, but uh, 
a little bit, get the ball rolling, and hopefully distract him a little from shooting Chris. Uh, no, that one is definitely stopping and turning towards you. Nice. So you have one that's coming at you right now. Um, the other seven, though, look like they're opening up on Chris, like right now, except, or they would be, except right now you're noticing um, in the jungle, there's a lot of vines, but normally they don't seem to uh, lash out like living creatures. And you have a whole chunk of them that are lashing out right now at about four of these soldiers and just dragging them off into the trees. And you have some that look like they're lashing onto his own, pulling him in different directions, trying to stretch them and tear them apart. And you have a whole bunch of things going completely crazy right now in this forest. Hmm. Mayhaps I gained an ally by giving him a drop of blood. <laughs> uh, actually, you look over and you see the call woman is glowing green and chanting as all this is happening. Hmm. So I guess that was her doing. Yeah, and you, right now you're having a really big second guess, second guessing the thought of um, trying to fight her in a jungle. Yeah. <laughs> that could be a bit of Who knows? Mm -hmm. All right. But that does lower the number of attackers to four on your buddy. So three of them got drug off. There were four that are still shooting at him. You're punching at one. It looks like he's trying to stab you. And that would be a plus seven. So that's a 10, a 10, a 20, a 20. So you got hit twice by two attacks. All right. Uh, one for 11 damage and one for nine damage. All right. And then I reduce uh, the damage by my... Chris, by the way, that's it with those. The what? Chris. Yeah. shot for those. Chris was hit with those. Okay. Which I think well, means he only took two damage. Yeah, I only take two damage. They just open up on me with gunfire and it's just like... <laughs> I'm just walking, continue walking <laughs> towards them. It's like in Terminator when they try bullets on him and it doesn't work, so they try bullets uh, on him. Uh, stab with a Kasuda Bami for uh, 13 damage. And you can subtract your plating from that. That's a close quarter combat weapon, but he's got a blade and chain that he's flailing around right now and he's attacking you with it. That's Is that me? Okay, and what? how much damage did you say? Uh, that was 12 damage. Okay. Chris, it looks like they are lowering their uh, their Daikyu bows and they are pulling out Kasuragami's also and it's charging at you. So you're going to be uh, nice up and close and personal with them. Although, you know, they're meeting you halfway. You're going at them too. It is right now your turn, Chris. All right. Support action on the one that's attacking Sean. Uh, I'm going to spiritual bomb that one because mm -hmm. that, you know, bonus damage is always nice. Range on that? Uh, 100 feet. Okay. Okay. Okay, and go and roll your attack. Let's see. That'll probably hit. Yes, that. Seven damage. All right. These guys are fairly heavily armored, and you could definitely tell that a good chunk of the damage that you just dealt was absorbed by their armor. So these guys are no chumps. Uh, could I, with that in mind, could I, 
uh, what's the attack option? Uh, option here. Make a secondary attack versus stamina. Deal in recurring damage, but take half that damage each time. This damage is unavoidable. If you can, although that would probably be next turn. Because, uh... The Actually, no, go for it. Your, your character would have known these guys were in armor. I'm good with that. So, yeah, I mean, your character saw the armor. He would have been aware. Go for it. So, what's your int? Uh, int is three, I believe. All right. So, you're going to be taking... Um, we'll go two, one, two, one for the damage you take every turn from that. Okay. So, you're going to be taking that damage, too, and you can't avoid that. There's no damage reduction. There's no damage tolerance. You eat that damage. Because you're, you're basically um, ripping energy from yourself and channeling it into the dude. I just like to see this as, like, I-beams going off. Oh, you are absolutely terrifying. I mean, you were like... <laughs> you just marched through gunfire and just shrugged it off. These guys pulled out their blades and are coming at you. Your your eyes are glowing. Energy is shocking out of you guys, out of you onto these creatures as they're swaling on you. Uh, they don't look comfortable or happy, but they're also not breaking. Uh, they look fairly well-trained military, especially considering half their people just died. Or, well, they're dying as you're hearing horrible screams coming from the vines. So, yeah, and I, I recorded that I took that damage, that int damage, and let's see. All right. That'll get him to their turn. Uh, go and use your response action on the one attacking Sean, because he is still attacking Sean. And he does hit Sean. Okay, yeah. that is nine damage on the one that attacked Sean. Well, he just took 11 damage from him, and he is beat up. He is now wounded. Go and roll a d20 for me. Okay. I hit him with my laser eyes. That's really not cool for him. All right. 11. Uh, roll 11. All right. Um, you just broke his hand. When you shot him, it basically bored a hole right through his gauntlet, and that thing is not working well. So he's definitely going to have penalties when he's trying to use it. All right. Uh, let's see. That was that one's turn. Sean, you do have four that are attacking you currently. I'm sorry, Chris, you have four that are attacking you. Yeah, and they're attacking in melee, I assume. Yes. What is your defense? Uh, defense is 16. Because it, uh, for whatever reason, shapeshifters cap out at that. Um, sort of. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Basically, there's only so much you can move. Um, <laughs> when you're in your shapeshifted form, there's only so much finesse and stuff can help you. It's kind of what, what it works out to be. Uh, you are hit twice. Okay. For 13 and 14 damage, and you can subtract your plating from it, but not shielding. Okay. That so is all. These at you with their kusuguris, and they are just flailing on you. And when you got hit, um, you, sir, are currently dazed for through this next turn. Uh, what dazed means is you only get one action. So no support actions. You just basically get your main action for this next turn. Okay. So, I mean, they stabbed you when they did. It hit a, a power structure. Your body's convulsing a little bit, and you're not going to be able to do as much this turn. All right. And it is your guys' turns. 
Uh, you right. hear wailings coming from the vines in the forest, but it is less. And you're starting to see some vines creeping towards one of the ones that's attacking you, uh, Chris. But uh, it looks like she's only has so many that she could rip apart at a time. All right. The one that I targeted last turn takes another three damage from laser eyes. Okay. I take that one damage and regenerate it, so I'm net positive. And then for my single action, I'm going to down my other medium healing tonic. And that'll be my round for that. Sean, what are you doing? Um, so I'm going to use my uh, buff on Chris again to hopefully get him not to die. Yeah. Um, I lost that ability. It's in here somewhere, but it gives him... Don't worry about it. It's three damage tolerance. Three damage tolerance. tolerance. Yes, so, so remember that we, part. That's the important part. And other than that, I'm, I'm going to also hit one of the guys attacking him, hopefully, to maybe tank some of the damage myself, too. Did you drop the one on you? Uh, No, so that one should still be attacking me, but there's a lot attacking him, so I'll hopefully divvy up the damage. Okay, if you do that, he'll get a free swing on you because you're running away from him. So it might be worth killing him first, then moving oh, over okay. to try and draw some. Yeah, so. you're you're good. As long as you have that damage tolerance buff on me, I should be fine. All right, and then I'll uh, take him out, hopefully. Uh, roll high! I didn't roll high. <laughs> I <rolled up> <laughs> you, two. you still have two more attacks, though. Remember, you guys take swings with each of your support right. actions. So, yeah, let's do that. And I, I don't think that hits either. Oh, nat 20! Boom! Celebratory drink. There you go. All right. So with a crits, you're going to deal 10% of his da 10 of his health as damage nice. that he cannot avoid in any way, shape, or form. You get to roll your damage for your attacks. So go and roll your damage. All right. Boom. Six. And if you have your chi, don't forget that you can use that also. And go ahead and roll a critical trauma. Roll a d20. By the way, uh, when I said you wounded him, when you drop someone to half health, they are wounded, and then they take a wound, which is a penalty that they're going to suffer. Uh, if you hit a crit, you give them a critical trauma on top of everything else, which right now you just gave him burns. So apparently you charged up some energy, hit this guy with a punch that just launched this chi energy all the way through him and just scorched him with it. And his stamina defense is right now shot. And he's in bad shape. Not only is he in bad shape, he's also dropped. So that guy just collapsed down to the ground and you have room to move up to help Chris. Nice. Alright. Okay. Um, uh, it's all right. It's all move into position, so maybe Chris will get some flanking. Is there any kind of flanking bonuses in this game? Absolutely. You could basically both be getting a plus two to attack one of these guys, Sweet. and you'll be flanking that one. All they're right. all getting that bonus right now on Chris because they're basically jumping him. They almost have greater advantage uh, because they have so many guys wailing on, which mm. would be a plus five instead of a plus two. Wow. So, so is my, has my days worn off then? Yes. Uh, your next turn, you will be getting your full turn, although I think it's their turn first. Yeah. Okay. Seventeen hit you, Sean. Um, that's versus my defense. Defense. Um, I so as a Budo warrior, I have a ability that makes my defense versus CQC nineteen because it's equal to my stamina. Nice. Okay, so it just missed you. 
Uh, you have three more that are attacking Chris, I do believe. Uh-huh. And one of them hits you, Chris. Only one. Okay. And it just hits you for nine damage. So how that works is because you have damage tolerance, you subtract three of that for the damage tolerance. So then you hit for six damage. You had five plating. So then I hit for one. Uh, damage tolerance is really good for one shot a turn. Um, if it's you're getting multiple times, plating's way better. But for one shot, damage tolerance is brilliant. And since you only got hit once, that worked out pretty well. So I think you took one damage total. Thank you. All right, and I'll make it your guys' turns. All right. Uh... You can both basically attack one of these guys that is fresh that you're currently flanking. And then you both get plus two to that attack. So for the one that Sean ultimately ends up attacking, I am going to support action, uh, suppress that one. All right. And I'm going to bond. brutal strike on him again, so uh, I'll get an extra D10 if I hit here. And then I'm going to wind up uh, with my laser eyes as an attack option and hit with my Tetsubo, and attempt to hit with my laser eyes. Oops, I rolled a d6 instead of a d20. Well, we'll keep that for right now. If you roll, if you actually hit, we'll use that for your damage. Okay, sweet. Blammo. There you uh, go. Uh, so that would be a 23 versus that hits. these guys. And I will... Should I just take the 2 damage from my int and apply yeah. that additionally? Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So I miss with my brutal strike, but I can pop two more attacks on him. 20 and 17 hit? Those both hit. Awesome. Ideal 10 damage. Max damage roll to 6, which it won't be plus 5. It'll be plus 3. Unless the damage is... I I don't assume the damage is... So you got 8 damage and then one more hit. So roll one more damage. All right, and that finishes them off. So you have another one. He's down. There's only three left. Uh, They're currently all still attacking Chris because, you know, that Sean's laser eyes sucks, and they don't want to have to get shot at that thing randomly. (laughs) So they're all attacking Chris and willing on him, but they're also starting to go down. Oh, that's depressing. I have three misses here. Um, wait, no. It has advantage. So 16, seven, 17 would hit Chris. So Chris, you got to hit one time again. Okay. Um, but you do have your damage tolerance, which will probably help. Uh, 10 damage. So I think you took two. Yep, I take two damage off of that. This is really depressing. And these guys... Yeah, you want to win, roll higher than 15 all the time and have them roll less than five. This is really depressing. Sorry, never mind. Your turns. Uh, Sean and Chris, go ahead and go. So these guys are attacking. I mean, they got Kisugori's going. Uh, they are uh, Kisugori's going. I mean, they are uh, swinging chains. They are uh, stabbing at you guys, lashing at you guys, and not able to connect much. I mean, apparently the, the frantic screams of their comrades that are slowly stopping is not helping their moods. But these guys are looking close to getting ready to flee. Uh, the ones that are left, the three that are left, are not looking too brave at the moment. And it's your turns. So I'm going to use my follow-through, so I'll get extra damage if I hit on this one as well. Uh, So my three intelligence damage laser eyes goes through on the same guy again? Uh, He is now down. 
Oops. And then I'm going to wind up to smack. Two. I'm going to wind up to smack another guy here. All right. Well, I'll just assume you guys are both attacking the same one right now. All Got right, it. so 19 will hit, I assume, on my... Absolutely. All right, then I do a lot of damage on that one. And I'm going to 12. spend a grit on this one, because making these guys go down faster will prolong my life, probably. It definitely won't hurt. Uh, you could choose to spend the... Uh, don't spend that grit. Spend that grit on damage. Because you could okay. choose to spend the grit after you roll, and you knew that would have hit. That was a great roll. So okay. we'll count that... that on damage. Right, so go and roll your damage. We'll add three to it or whatever. My secondary attacks don't hit. I'll be right back. Just a sec. I just roll a natural one. That is ten more damage. Nice. And All right, so you just wounded another one. Uh, these two guys are trying to bolt at this point. Uh, do you have any support actions left? Uh, I do have the support suppression. Uh, did I you use that, though? I have not used that this round. Okay. So you can take a swing at these guys when they're trying to run with a support action, but they are bolting. They are getting out of here. Um, they have had enough of this fight. Well, that should hit, probably. Yeah, I got a feeling that one's not going to get away. Because that's the one you've been swinging on. Yeah, he's down. He didn't have a lot left. <laughs> so you drop one of these guys, and the last one just takes off running. And uh, he's just... Oh, no. Let, let, yeah, man. Um, the one that bolted, he ran, but he wasn't running in any direction you want to run in the jungle. He is running deeper into the jungle. And you look over and you just see a very shadowy grin from the treetops as this thing runs right past this shadow, this patch of shadows you sort of recognize. And you get the impression the shadow is showing itself to you right now. You see its toothy grin, and it just starts loping through the trees silently after this guy that's running off and deeper into the forest. I uh, laugh mechanically. Let me just take the weapons off these guys. You load up the weapons, put them into a pack that you guys have, and uh, you're going through. By the way, you do find the body of that snake. It is right here. Looks like, I mean, it's like almost like it was just left there for you. The body of the snake is right there. I will pick the snake back up. So we now have a Terminator wearing a boa. And wearing a boa, escorting Tessa, the Ka woman. And carrying a load of arm we weapons. By the way, you find the remains of um, what was left of the people that are drug off into the forests. And uh, you don't really want to ever speak about what you saw that happened to them. <laughs> but it was worth taking the time to get their armor and weapons. Mostly because there wasn't a lot of them left to remove from the armor and weapons. So it went kind of quick. But um, I got, you got a robot stomach and you haven't eaten in a while and you still feel queasy, man. It was it was not it was not pretty. <laughs> well, now we have guns. Tessa just looks at you. She's like, "Are you sure you still want to go back?" Yes. <laughs> she shakes her head, like, "All right," and she starts walking with you back to the car. And we'll probably end the session right about there. All right. So uh, we went a little long, not too bad, and hope you guys had fun. Yeah. yeah. And. Uh, 
Yeah. We, we got to deal with a fair amount of carbine – or I keep saying carbine jungle. Right. Lockdown. Hey, carbine jungle, look at the hoodie. Man. I don't know if you can see – I don't know if anyone can see the Roll20 camera. Because my camera won't work oh, on yeah, Discord for on, some reason. I don't see it on Roll20 either. Yeah. That's Seriously? Yeah. You're hurting, this is hurting my yeah, feelings. Yeah, no, man. I just is have it? your avatar that says Nicholas E, which is – Oh yeah, that's uh, <laughs> Nix. Nix is the pro account on Roll Twenty, so it's the one we could set up all the character sheets and stuff on. Mm-hmm. So it's just easier to start with that one. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so hope you guys had fun. I hope you enjoyed the game and the system and a little bit of the shenanigans that we yeah. had in it. Yeah, definitely. it was a lot of fun. Um, thank you, thank you for running. Yeah. Oh no problem. Time. Um, I've been looking at. You know, Carbine Jungle, I, I uh, bought it on Drive Through RPG uh, after I got you, you guys put like a uh, when I got kickstarted mission decks, I think there was a, a bonus that it was like a, a discount code or something. So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, and I and I checked that out and I really liked Carbine Jungle as well. And uh, unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to uh, like uh, run it or anything. So I thought this would be a great opportunity to run a carving jungle adjacent system and, and all the new content that's in lockdown that I've seen so far, I think is, is really worthwhile stuff. So I'm, um, I'm glad we had the chance to sit down and, and get a little more in depth. Cause I think, uh, you know, reading through the system and seeing the cool stuff in there is one thing, uh, but actually getting to play it and kind of understand a little bit more of the mechanics really helps me, uh, uh just understand the system a little bit better. So. Oh yeah, I mean, it, you you got to play a game, and that's the hard part with any mm-hmm. TTRPGs. It's like, oh, let's get a table together, and right. it's it's a tough thing to do. Uh, we're looking into starting up a Discord. Uh, that way, hopefully, people that are interested in Carbine Jungle or and Lockdown, you know, all mm-hmm. I mean, basically anything that we make. If you want to be able to go there and try and play it, we'll see if we can get something set up where people could talk and try and get groups together or whatever. So that yeah. that's something we're looking at possibly doing. Um, we just, you know, that's the whole thing. We're an indie company, so we got three guys, mm-hmm. and we're making mission decks. We made eight mission decks, which are mm-hmm. awesome, I think, and they're a whole lot of fun. And we've made, um, you know, we've made two different game systems that are very adjacent, very similar rules. And, yeah. you know, the one thing I like about Lockdown is that as a game designer, I mean, you always learn and you always improve. And mm-hmm. so Carbine Jungle was the first game system we ever built. We built a good game. But we also made some mistakes in it that we're able to fix here, which yeah. is kind of cool. So we're able to go through and kind of improve on our approach to it and all that stuff. So really, with lockdown, we're getting some stuff kind of cleaned up. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it, – it, it's a fun experience. Uh, Lockdown's a great game. Carbine Jungle is a great game, by the way. If you haven't tried it, you could check it out. There's a free version you could grab on DriveThruRPG. If you want to check out Lockdown, go to the Kickstarter. Search for uh, Lockdown uh, Kickstarter, NorCal Mythos. Uh, Lockdown does not have a C in it, if you're trying to spell it. L-O-K-D-O-W-N. Yeah, and also you can find – I put a link here in the description if you're watching live on YouTube right now, which we have a couple of viewers, which is probably one of them is Chris. <laughs> and if you uh, take a look at NorCal Mythos on Twitter, I guarantee you I'm going to talk about it far too often because yeah. I'm not going to shut up about the Kickstarter for quite some time. Plus but it has all you, the best memes. I, I try to keep up some nice shenanigans for tabletop stuff just because it's fun. Mm-hmm. But Lockdown has a – if you go to the Lockdown Kickstarter, we actually put a 180-page version of the game that you can download for free. So you can go to the Kickstarter, download that – Check out the game, see what it's all about, see the different archetypes, see the Buddha Warriors, see the Shapeshifters, see the Zenitens, the Bloodborns, 
the Shastras. I mean, go take a look at the different peoples that we got in it. And you're probably going to like what you see. We, I think we really put together something that's a lot of fun. I think you'll enjoy it. Take a look. And if it's for you, awesome, Bacchus. We love it. If it's not for you, that's cool. Tell your friends anyway, and hopefully it'll be for them. And we appreciate it. And we hope you guys have fun with these games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, I guess that was kind of close enough to our boss encounter, so I'm going to drink my King's Cup now. Which oh, is... that was the boss fight. Yeah, the yeah, boss yeah. fight was either going to be you guys are fighting that Ka who's going to be throwing the forest at you. Or you had a nice little army, depending on your choices. And you chose yeah. the good guy, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. For a second, I thought you'd choose the ambush the car route, which was also going to be awesome. Yeah, in, but for in, different certain, uh, in certain cases, I might have gone for the latter. But kind of the, uh, I don't know. It's been a while since I've really played a, a somewhat heroic character. Uh, a lot of my characters lately have been neutral, if not evil. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go out of my way to do the right thing on this character because it'll just shake up what I've been doing in tabletop play lately. So, But anyways, my King's Cup here is roughly half and half uh, Breckenridge Vanilla Porter and Breckenridge uh, Nitro Irish Stout was the second beer I drank, which I didn't introduce mid-podcast just to... Uh, just to change it up a bit. So just, I got, I, I don't have a ton in here, but uh, every, you know, a, a couple of drops for every time we, or every time I hit or uh, uh, the one. We had some crits, we had some yeah, deaths so. or uh, monsters. We had some good stuff and some bad. And we had shenanigans, which is the most important part is that as long as everyone's having fun, then it's a good game. That didn't look like very much in the bottom of this cup, but this is a big cup, so that was actually <laughs> that's actually a pretty good amount of beer right there. If Sean was just gonna let, it's like, yeah, I'm just gonna stop tanking. That way, uh, that way, Sean just has to drink all of it. I was curious <laughs> if that was just ever gonna happen. Like, nah, I'm just gonna let them wail on them. Let's just let's just let this happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, we actually yeah, were surprisingly cohesive party strategy there, despite not talking to each other through any point of the character creation process. It it was, uh, I was like, I figured Sean's going to play like a DPS kind of, ta- or tanky guy, so I should play like a DPS or tanky guy and just do the other part of that. <laughs> yeah. Somehow. Yeah, and no, I, and having two tanky guys when you don't have a healer is never a bad idea either. Uh, if you could absorb a lot of damage, you're going to get a lot of bear shots staying up. And you bought healing healing stuff, which is the most important. Because yeah. if you don't if you know if you got a healer, just make sure you're not going to die. Always yeah. a plus. But, that was something hey, I should have thought of, but instead I just literally have all my gold and I meant to look at the items and never got around to it. <laughs> it was a Buddha war, you could kind of get away with that. So, like, what yeah. do I need? Me. Yeah, that's kind of what um, I was looking at. I was like, I don't need to buy a weapon. I don't need to buy armor. What the hell would I do? And I thought about looking through the other armor or the other items, and and I guess healing potions would have been the way to go. Uh, but instead, I just have forty two hundred credits sitting in my pocket. Uh, that's how you're making your car payments, man. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I'm funding Chris's car payment. There we go. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys for having me. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anytime. We're glad to have you back on the podcast, and and we will gladly shill any of the things that you want to make in the future, or if you just want to come and talk about Carbine Jungle or Lockdown again, we'd be happy to have you back for that, because 
your content is really awesome and, and we really enjoy having you on the podcast here. So I had fun being here. So uh, we might need to get Nick here at some point because Nick, or, that's the only, the only drawback with me being here is Nick and Mike would be drinking with you. Uh, yeah. I myself, sober individual of a group i'm the I, i'm the black sheep or white sheep everyone look at i'm the one that sticks out so <laughs> but uh yeah nick and mike are they're, they're pretty good guys and we, we've all been gaming with each other for years and mm-hmm. maybe next time i'm on here we'll get one or two of them and have a little bit bigger party there you go yeah yeah that'd be that'd be awesome uh so yeah and i suppose that'll bring us to our final segment of the podcast where we talk about inane bullshit until somebody says something really awkward and i push the cut off the podcast button uh so yeah uh i guess we could do our regular shilling uh we we have of course talked about the kickstarter uh for um lockdown uh you can find that in the description here i'll put it on the description in uh whether you're looking on apple or podbean or wherever you're looking uh of course it's already in the youtube description uh on the live stream here so that'll continue to be there so if you want to look up them on kickstarter you can find them uh you can also follow uh at norcal mythos uh, on Twitter for all the best memes and uh, more information on uh, Mission Dex and uh, uh, Carbine Jungle and uh, Lockdown. So, yeah, check them out. And, uh, Chris, you want to shill your shit? Yeah, I uh, write, I've written House of Flowers, uh, which is a basically a D&D module, D&D compatible module that you can find on DriveThruRPG and HIO, and I co-wrote, co-wrote, uh, co-wrote, co-wrote. <laughs> I co-wrote Five Cataclysms Core Rules Beta Edition, uh, which you can also pick up on DriveThruRPG or HIO. Uh, you can pick either of those up for any amount of money, including the price of free. Uh, House of Flowers is very well liked by some people, even if they, even if the most common complaint is that it is a pain in the ass to read through. Uh, or you could pick up any of my co-authors' adventures, which are also compatible with most editions of D&D, and they're all uh, very highly regarded uh, by people that are not me. <laughs> uh, by people other than me, I should say. That sounds like I'm in, I'm like, well, other people think they're good, but not me. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you do have to pay a little bit of money for those, but those are well worth the price. I would recommend all of them. All right. And uh, as always, I am Spamoman or Sean Michael Patrick Thompson, uh, your host of Drink to the Past. And you can find my opinions on random video game things over on TGPZGaming.com, as well as uh, Two Guys Playing Zelda.com. I write articles there occasionally. I haven't written anything for a minute, but I have a couple of article ideas brewing around. Uh, but lately, I've been taking time off of that. Uh, not necessarily on purpose, but just because I got a wild hair and I dug out the old uh, tabletop system that Chris and I invented uh, quite a while ago that we've been like working on here and there uh, over the days. So uh, I'm hoping to get that actually like up and running and do a little bit more playtesting. I was thinking of doing a playtest session here on the podcast sometime. Uh, so look out for that possibly in coming weeks. It's uh, we call it super simple super system. It's a system that's basically made to give you limitless customization without being overbearingly difficult to read through blocks and blocks of text and uh, really just be overly complicated. Uh, it's 
technically designed to create like a comic book superhero style campaign, but it, because of how, uh, the system works you could literally use it to make any kind of campaign if you wanted a high fantasy campaign or a steampunk or or anime literally any kind of thing would technically work with it uh if if we've made the rules right and it's simple to understand enough so that if you have baseline tabletop experience you should be able to get the book uh and create characters uh, for a whole table of players in less than half an hour and and get playing uh, so if 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 we buckle down and actually get it done that might hopefully be available soon I'd like to actually get that available I was talking to Chris earlier about it um, and I've done a lot of work recently on it so uh, hopefully hopefully we'll get that out there yeah <clears throat> all right and now the random bullshit now to the random bullshit uh, he I like that healing is still abbreviated hot for he healing over time. Hot, hot over time. Yeah. Hot, hot over hot. Does that make you hot? No. Hmm. Surprised no one even tried to seduce the Ka, considering your guys' um, house rules for drinking. I thought, <laughs> at some point, I was like, oh, well, that might actually happen at the boss fight. Well, I let's was see. I was hoping that would happen last because last week on our 99th episode, we also did a, a tabletop uh, let's play uh, or, or actual play. Um, and I thought that would be an interesting just random thing. And because the, uh, they wouldn't necessarily know who the boss was because uh, they're and, and the boss appears in a couple of different forms in the one shot that I designed for last week. Uh, but they ended up going through it a weird direction and I forgot to, uh, this, this was also interesting because last week I was winging it a lot as DM, uh, because I got to my notes and I looked at, uh, my, usually I put like my notes of like, uh, here's all the rooms and the room features and what enemies are in the rooms and all that. And then at the end I put like all the enemy stat blocks and I looked down to the enemy stat blocks and I had like one enemy stat blocked out <laughs> So I had to literally make up all the rest of them on the fly. And of course, because they're just like in the cellar of a pub, like every enemy that they fought was just like covering them in booze and lighting it on fire. <laughs> and Chris was playing a swarm character. So that, that, that didn't work out well for him because he took double damage from all of the AOEs. And there was a lot of AOE. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Everyone's like, uh, whenever that kind of comes up, it's like I'm going to seduce the villain. Well, one thing, Carbine Jungle is a little different because it's not going to be a check. It's a we we do skill conflicts, which okay. basically you're going to have to uh, wear down her threshold, which would have been really hard. I mean, you guys are rolling well. I guess it was possible, but mm -hmm. I most likely just ended with well with you guys being ripped apart by vines. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just posted a meme, which is always what I think about whenever that comes up in the general chat. Which basically goes back to uh, Red versus Blue from uh, Rooster Teeth with uh, from Halo, and it was always my favorite one for this. It's just like, are you a man or a woman? It's like I am a villain. Yeah, but what gender are you? I'm evil. <laughs> yeah, but what's in your pants? Doom. Doom. It's just like it's, it's always my favorite. Like, yeah, man, you're no, you're done, man. This ain't happened. Good luck. I mean, I don't let you guys roll, but um, yeah, the odds of that working out was 
probably not nearly as high as you getting ripped to shreds by vines. But, you know, hey, worth a shot. Mm-hmm. You actually convinced her to leave with you, which I didn't think was going to happen either. So, hey, good job. Yeah, I was like, you know, if if I keep at this, this might potentially work. And then she was a very valuable ally, actually, because, like, without that, like, I, I'm sitting here at, you know, uh, 10 hit points remaining, and, and they're dealing that much damage on a hit, usually. So I, I was about to be knocked out. Uh, I, was, I was at about 14 out of 25 at the end of that fight. Okay. Well, and that's the other thing, too. When you guys get dropped, like, car, Carbine Jungle and Lockdown, we actually tried to make dying fun. <laughs> So when you hit zero health, you don't die, you're dropped. And yeah. then you have dropped actions that you can do. I was actually hoping that we might be able to show that, but it didn't work out. You guys did well. You stayed on your yeah, feet. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, uh, I wasn't sure because I was like, I was playing it a little more risky because I thought about using like one of my defensive abilities that I didn't actually end up using because I have a thing that can like buff my defenses all by five, uh, but I didn't end up using it. So... <clears throat> Because uh, well, I was like, you know, let's let's just go for it. Just go all out. Let's just beat him down. See if see if we can do it. And and it ended up working out. I do have to say, mm-hmm. I really like the uh, descri- the example descriptions of uh, abilities versus abilities here. What? In the super simple system. Oh, are you looking over the book there? Yeah. Nice. Um, Versus body. Why are you hitting yourself? Hey, Chris. What was the what was the system that you said that you had in beta version on Drive Through RPG? Uh, Five Cataclysms Core Rules Beta Edition. It is uh, definitely a D and D hack, right? They, unapologetically so, but uh, tending more towards the O D and D and A D and D side of things than any more modern edition, but. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend any of the adventures. Cool. Uh, it sounds interesting. You just want to check it out. Yeah, okay. you can check it out for pay what you want, too. So you can give Chris no money. <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's pretty standard. Like, I've had, like, 75 downloads on HIO. More on DriveThruRPG, but they, uh, they, no, p- people usually don't pay money, I would say. Right. I'm kind of a firm believer in paying creators for what they make. So, oh my, I I feel like this is m- my opinion, at least towards uh, certain kinds of games. At least towards uh, is isn't don't pay creators money. It, it's not that, but it is. These games are essentially a, a lot of it is hobbyist games. It's a lot of the fun we get out of them is from the effort we invest in. From kind of like the sweat we put in into like running a game or like pl- playing through the game or like getting together and having fun with uh, friends. Um, and, and so I've never been, I'm, I'm not like, don't, I, I've never been too worried about getting paid, I guess is what I would say. Oh, well, fair enough. Just usually if I'm picking up something that somebody made and they took out the time for it, yeah. uh, definitely going to be interested in going through. And if I use it, I want to pay you for it. So I don't know. It, and that's makes a whole lot more sense to me as a creator, I guess. Possibly. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it's 
that that's the whole thing. I mean, you you have a lot of creative people out there. You have a lot of amazing stuff that people have put out into this world, and that's, that's the best part about the whole uh, tabletop role playing game community that we have because they are so supportive of all these different things. And the more we support people, the more stuff's going to actually get made, and that's awesome. So I, I love just watching the world grow and all the different stuff that people are putting out there, and it it's just fun. Yeah. Damn, nobody's saying anything awkward, so I can't cut off the podcast. I mean, I was going to say something about, like, also the reason I didn't try seduction in that one uh, situation was because I figured, as a Terminator dude, probably uh, I either had no dick or a metal dick, and uh, the implications of either are kind of horrifying. I mean, you know, everybody has their kink. We we have not worked out reproductive rules for anything in this game, and we figure we'll just leave all that to the players. If you really want to get into that, feel free. We're just going to make it to where you guys can have some fun with everything else. And you know what? You can house rule whatever you want to house rule, and we fully support you. We're not playing fatal here. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, where you have a wife in every single town, and you have <laughs> – and you master <laughs> – all of the guards, at least once you get to high enough level. Just, oh man, I miss Fable. Fable was so much fun. Right, the first oh, one, not, the first one. Not, like Fable two and three were like, it's fine. But the first one, there was that was that was like fantastic game making right there. I'm I'm, I'm really because of what happened with two and three, and because it's a totally different development team now. I have no clue what to make of the new fable coming out. Cause it's like, especially since the trailer is so like, doesn't tell you anything about the game. I'm just like, there's a cinematic intro that we're going to release a game. That's called fable. And hopefully you know what that means. And if you do, you might be excited or you might fear that we're going to screw it up. Yeah. That's I mean, about- Peter Molyneux isn't involved in it anymore. So that's, that's all right. Uh, first fable was great. I never actually played anything but the first fable. You're you're not but, missing uh, a ton. It's uh, fun, man. Is, is now a bad time to bring up that I didn't say fable? What did you say? I said <laughs> fatal. Fatal. It uh. the the world's worst role playing game. Hmm. As yeah. as in it's not it has no redeeming qualities. The fact that it exists is a like evidence against humanity's continued existence. You know what, though? It's good to have a baseline for a worse, though. I have no clue anything about this game, so I don't want to say anything bad about it. But if it's only redeeming oh. quality is that it sets the bar for what can be, how bad it can be, at least we have that bar now. So, you know, that bar now exists, and we can all move up from there. And, and if you made Fatal and you're hearing this, I have no clue about your game, so I'm not trying to knock it. But- I like that we have a bar set up because I like going I, to bars I, and drinking beer. I'm going to... I'm going to stop everybody right here. Uh, If the creator of Fatal is listening to this podcast, don't. Fuck off. We hate you. Uh, You scummy little man. Crawl into the corner that you crawled out of and never bother anybody again. I don't know exactly what Chris is talking about, but I'm going to back him up. Fuck you, you, guy I never heard of. 
I'm probably not, just because I don't want to pick on anybody. Uh, apparently, if they made a game that bad, they'd I, I, that. I, I would, I would I share some information. And wish them a good night. I hope you have a great evening. It has circumference. <laughs> so it, but is it is it like just irredeemably bad, or is it like it the kind of bad, bad where you can like get drunk and play it, and it's hilarious, like Sonic 06? Senzar is you could get drunk and play it and have fun with it. Fatal is should be buried in a priest sealed grave bad so this is the acronym that is fantasy adventure to adult lechery is yes. that what we're talking about it has rules for rape and anal circumference i don't think anything more needs to be said i kind of wish i didn't know it existed but okay moving on <laughs>